It reminds me of maybe an episode of like, I want to dip my balls in it. From Kids in the Hall. Oh, <laughs> from Kids in the Hall. I want to dip my balls in it. What can we dip our balls in? I guess I got to go revisit Kids in the Hall. I... Uh, it's been I mean, a long time. I think I think that show passed me over because it was not as easily like oh. accessible. I know of it and I know who was in it and whatnot, so but it wasn't like as. I gotta go to the zoo and watch the monkeys make a moray. <laughs> oh I'm sorry. It's <laughs> a great show. I remember oh, liking it at the time. I just don't remember it that well because I haven't watched it in so long. Oh, it's been so long since like it was. Reference. I'm sorry. Where like is it on any of the streaming platforms to watch? I don't know. I used to watch it on like Comedy Central. Right, that's when I would see it, but I haven't yeah. like watched actual TV and I don't <laughs> like a decade. Yeah, I'll, I'll find out. That was a good show. Fair enough. Clock is ticking, Andy. Give us that cold open. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why is it I all wanna, fall on him? He's like, I want to dip my balls in it. Wasn't good enough for you? I'd like okay. to have a few choices. <laughs> a few choices of things Sorry. to dip your balls in? Your standards are really high. <laughs> I want to dip my balls in it. You have to say it like that. I want to dip my balls in it. I'm going to tag you all on the videos. Paula's Great. commitment, I think, has just made the cold open. Yeah, she's committed to dipping her balls in I something. I want to dip my balls in it. You can make a YouTube channel of taking different balls and dipping them in different things. <laughs> and uh, just call it, I want to dip my balls in it. Do you think there's a copyright problem if I if I use that line? No one's listening. It's fine. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is the Andalorian, Andy Stolls. What's up, podcast people? Uh, Raylo's time has come and gone. Is it still her Halo? We've got Paula Miller. Raylo will always be my Halo. And it's canon! <laughs> it, is, it is canon. <laughs> Kinda. Canon. Uh, we're doing canon. another movie marathon, movie marathon, movie list. So of course we've got our Mr. Movie Slut here, Josh Zorch. I'm thinking of retiring that and looking for a new title for 2020. <laughs> I, I know I, I imposed it. I imposed it on myself, which which I'm I not like complaining that. about. But I, wench, I think movie winch. Fetch me a movie winch. Ah, uh, I, we'll, we'll workshop this, but uh, that's a, that's that's a thought. <laughs> and you knew him as Darth Pool, Darth Pooey to his besties. He's now leveled up to Tyrannus. It's Mike Bradley. Hey guys, I'm here. I'm doing this thing. <laughs> Might as well have just said present. Yeah. <laughs> he did the intros for us. He doesn't usually do that. I was not prepared for him to like be the intro guy for all of us this time. I've got, I've got just like names. Andy Stoles, and then yeah. he's just like, here, Andy, do your thing. Here, you do your thing. We didn't even get a what's up, 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 up podcast, people. Like, can we get that, Andy? I'm, I'm sorry. I... Did you? I did. I did, that. I, I did it. Did. Did you Pay attention! What the fuck? Did you black Probably. out? <laughs> he's been throwing me off. He, like he, he, it threw me a curveball when again? he was doing all of it. No, we don't need to do it again. This is perfect. Raylo, what's up? I'm thinking of new names. Anyone have ideas? 
I forgot everything that just happened. So terrible for people to listen. It's just going to sound like a just gerbled mess of crap. (laughs) Uh, But they'd expect nothing less. I I think we all just sounded like all the Jedis talking over each other to Rey at the end there. So the podcast force users that's a compliment mm-hmm. okay these are your these are your friends. <laughs> <laughs> toward a new name <laughs> uh all right so i know we just did a top 10 episode so we're back for another one so i hope you enjoyed the last ones because uh we enjoy doing them Woo. so we're gonna just gonna keep coming um i know I, I can't remember even who i talked to but we tossed around the idea of possibly a third top 10 um i might have i can't remember if i talked to mike or somebody else you mentioned but, it Okay, yeah, possibly doing, we'll see if I can get anybody to do it or if we're interested. Maybe do a top 10 of the decade. Mm. Do the last That's 10 years. Intense. That's Yeah, it be is. a tough I, list. I, I like it, though. I like the challenge of it. So we'll have, to, we'll have to brainstorm and come back to that. So I don't know if it'll be next week or a couple of weeks to give ourselves some time to do it, but I think I think it's a good list to do. Uh, and so if this is your, your first episode for our or listening to us for our list. This is sort of our formula. Um, each of us has put together our own top 10 favorite movies of the year. We've compared, or we haven't compared our list before, so we'll all be learning what each other's picks are as we go down the list. Um, we give ourselves some, a few other categories as well, like honorable mentions, surprises, disappointments. Um, honorable mentions are the movies that just kind of just missed our top 10. Surprises, we usually try to category, categorize as uh, movies that surprise us, just a little bit more enjoyable than what we may, maybe expected going in. And disappointed are some movies that came in below our expectations. I really try to refrain from calling this category bad movies because how you feel about a movie is subjective and everyone has their own opinion. If I hated a movie, you might love the same movie. That's perfectly, perfectly fine. We're all entitled to our own opinion. So I continually encourage everyone that if you're curious about any of the movies we talk about, whether we say it's good or bad, go watch them, decide for yourself if you like it. Um, we of course do our reviews for some of these, which we've probably done over the past year, but all we can tell you is what we think. We're not going to tell you what you think. So just go ahead and check it out. Um, I will at least throw out the, the asterisks that, uh, uh, Paula's surprises and disappointments are going to be slightly different. So we'll, we'll explain when we get there. <laughs> um, I also want to assume that people listening are looking for recommendations for the for movies to check out. Maybe there's stuff you missed that you're just curious what everybody else thought. So going over our lists, we will be doing this spoiler-free. Um, we don't want to spoil any of the movies just in case you hear something that sounds interesting. You want to go check it out for yourself. We're not going to tell you how it ends or spoiler you know, details of it. This is, this is more of a recommendation podcast. Um. So I think that's about it. We've determined our order uh, before we started recording. So we're going to go Josh, Paula, Andy, Mike, and then me. Uh, we're going to go around the, the horn with everybody's 10, go down to everybody's 9, and so on and so forth, up to their our favorites of the year. Um, I'm going to try to do this on, in, on the fly, as we've done in the past. I'm going to go down the Rotten Tomatoes rankings for critics and fans and see how everybody's lists rank when we're all done. Hold on, so let me you... change my list so I win. <laughs> <clears throat> not yeah, not that there's really like a prize or anything to, to <laughs> give out. I just always thought that was kind of a fun stat to see if someone picks terrible movies <laughs> rated by the fans or critics <laughs> or what. <clears throat> so, all right, I think that's all the setup I need to get through. Uh, so we're gonna start with Josh for his number ten. 
Uh, well, first, I'd like to say I like the the vibe that's being set. It's a very very good positive thing. It's more of a light a candle, don't curse the darkness kind of setup. I like it. We try. We try. Definitely. Uh, coming in on my uh, number ten. Well, which funny that I just said that is a really uh, kind of messed up horror movie. Um, <laughs> Uh, my number 10 is the follow-up to It. It is chapter two. I really, I actually really enjoy this more than I thought. And the fact that it's more than I thought I was going to, the fact that it is at 10 is not necessarily a reflection of that, um, that it was bad by any means. Um, I actually really dug what they did with all the adult characters. Um, I was not familiar with the second half of the story. I never read the novel and I never saw the second half of the old miniseries. Um, so I went into this like really cold and didn't really know what to expect. Um, but all the actors, they put a really good cast together in my opinion. Um, I think my only lament is that uh, I kind of wish Bill Hader had more screen time. Uh, seeing him in that kind of elements, I really dug him. Uh, but I, just like it felt like more time was devoted to some of the other uh characters but i liked everybody's arc it was like automatically one of those things where you have you know a group of people so you have to then manage diverging storylines as they come in and out of each other and then through a main narrative um so i think the the director did a really good job with that and the writers uh, i think the same director did this that did chapter one uh so it came together really nicely i, I had a good time was it written by Stephen King as well? Yes. Like the screenplay? Okay. Yeah. Oh. I don't believe so. Or... No. Okay. But he wrote a second book? I didn't know that. No, 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 no. They, when they just, when they made, no, it, it's it's all just one one book. When they oh. made the miniseries oh, okay. back in the day, and then with yeah. this, it's such a long form oh. story that okay. just for storytelling purposes, they ch- chopped it up into two pieces. Got it. Yeah. The, the mm-hmm. book is like 1,300 pages. Yes, I've it read the book, but I've never ridiculously seen it in the movies. And uh, Mike brought up something cool to me uh, recently, I think, right? Were you the one that was saying that you heard that... Uh, the master cut? The, yeah, this master cut where, I guess yeah. in, in the book, they go with like a more non, non-linear storytelling where they're like back and forth between the younger and older storylines. And so they might release a like four to five hour cut of the movie of both chapters combined more utilizing yeah, okay. that method. Yeah. Um, Supposedly that would be there's really been cool. lots of rumors about it happening. Mm-hmm. I've not seen anything official yet, but obviously that's going to take a bit of production time to put sure. together. So editing time, I guess not really production, but hopefully we get to see that sometime soon. Yeah. I think the last thought about this that I'd say is that I really dug that this one in particular didn't rely on as much of a terror element as I feel chapter one did. Um, okay. It, I think it wanted to unsettle the audience by showing you how shook up each of the adults were as they navigated through like returning to each other and dealing with Pennywise again. It wasn't necessarily as much about, you know, the demon clown thing instilling terror into the children. Um, and, but it was re- done to really good effect, I thought. Uh, did anybody else see this? Because I didn't, so I can't. <laughs> I obviously did not, so I can't contribute to this yeah. conversation. <laughs> I didn't see it either. 
I guess I'm the only other person who's seen it. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. Um, it doesn't make my list anywhere, but I did enjoy it. But I actually like the first chapter better myself. Um, and it like again, it's like I feel like there was a lot of good movies this year. Is the reason this didn't make my list? Not so much because I, you know, have anything bad to say about it. I just feel like there's a lot of other really good stuff. Um, but this movie itself, yeah, I, I agree with what Josh had to say about it. It, it followed a different path to the terror. Um, and I think overall it will fit better together with the master cut. And I feel like that will be something I enjoy a lot more than I did this segment. Um, personally, I think once it's all together, I'll have more appreciation for what was there. We will have Fair. to have a movie day planned for that to happen. Then if they put that yeah, out, that, that that's a long movie day. Cause well, <laughs> not really. Be, I mean, if they do it, is it going to be direct to video? I don't know. That'd be interesting if they could do. That'd be a I long don't know. theater release. I mean, they've it, done it, like they Marvel get... marathons and stuff at the theater, so I wouldn't put yeah. them well, past like, hey, they could do like a event special yeah. event thing. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. Like, I, if you I want to see the master like cut, that. you can see it in the theater for like a week or two. What What I had heard was like, it's a good idea, uh, a planned DVD or well, Blu-ray kind of thing. Right. Which, you know I mean? yeah, Not... if I had to put money on it, that would be the way to go. I'm just thinking, like, they if they wanted to do a theater release, they probably could. Yeah, they could probably get some people in theaters for that. Just to have an intermission at some point, and yeah, you know, move people along. I like it. Um, all right, so we'll move on to Paula for number her number ten. Hello. My number <laughs> 10 is not gruesome at all. <laughs> it is actually Aladdin. Okay. Yeah. So um, I really, I, I think there was a lot of worry about this movie because we were all excited that Will Smith was cast as the genie. But, you know, being in Robin Williams' shadow, I think there was a lot of questions about how this was going to work. And honestly, it was they did it really, really well. Um, Guy Ritchie directed, which I thought was very strange choice to pick for a Agreed. Disney movie, a live action Disney. I mean, this is a Disney version of a live action movie. So I just, I'm like, well, I like Guy Ritchie. I like his style. So I just thought this was very odd. Um, but it all came together. The cast was amazing. Uh, fun fact, Alan Tudyk was, uh, Iago. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, I actually didn't know that. That's, that's pretty cool. I'm just going to assume any voice actor <laughs> that I don't know from now on was Alan Tudyk. Was Alan Tudyk? <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you know that was Alan Tudyk? <laughs> but I really thought it was an awesome adaptation. Like, um, they added, like, a, a song for Jasmine for, like, girl power. And it was, you know, one of those moments, like, eh, it was in there. It was good. Okay, girl. <laughs> We're all singing it. It's awesome. Um, but the, it was a beautiful, the backgrounds are beautiful. The costume was beautiful. The actors did a great job singing. I'm assuming that was them singing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I took Aaron. Of course, he's like, that wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. So that, <laughs> that's always a win. Um, but yeah, Will Smith, I think, did a awesome job. And it actually starts out with him on a boat telling a story. Um, I, did you guys see this? Did you see it? Yes, I did. Yes. I, I did not see it. Yeah, so it starts with him, like, on the boat, having, a, you know, him not blue, um, starting out telling the story. And you're like, oh, what's all this about? He's not blue. Um, but, yeah, it all, I think it like, came full circle really, really well, and I enjoyed it. So it is my number 10. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think 
you know, the I feel like we talked about it because you it, it was on a couple people's list for anticipated. It made my it list. Was, it made your list. It was list. on mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think we were all sort of worried about what Will Smith was gonna if he was gonna Will Smith it, or you know be able to do something different with it because you know Will Smith. I love Will Smith, but he he a lot of his roles are just him being Will Smith and stuff and right. Will Smith and stuff. Yeah. That's I mean, there, there was there was some of it. it. It's it's still got his flavor oh, to yeah. it and stuff like that. But yeah, Definitely. I think I I think he did do a lot better job than I expected. Um, I I think they, the they, greatest part they, of that was on display when uh, with, Paula. T- I know you know the answer. What is the name of the song where he brings uh, Aladdin into Agrabah for the first time as the oh, prince? Prince Ali. Oh, mm. Prince Ali. Yeah. I I think you almost like they took care of that and let him get that out of him in that number more than any other time yeah um but not that it was bad at that moment per se but like it it you sort of got got it out of that your was, system that was his will smithiness yes. yeah because you could definitely like growing up with the robin williams and you know memorizing every word of that oh, song yeah. I mean, yeah. we could all sing it and it's just like this is so different but i gotta let it be different <laughs> <laughs> like I, it can't be robin williams and i'm sure that for any other actor that's got to be so intimidating right like, oh, especially yeah. that, that role Absolutely. and it's got to be somebody who's strong enough to like carry it and i was really surprised um that i i enjoyed it as much as i did so it did it is my number 10 uh this actually is my number 10 as well yay wow, um, <laughs> wow. validation we got to write um, today in a calendar. Paula and Mike actually agreed on something. What? We did. We did. <laughs> Our Rainbows number 10. Rainbows and butterflies and Aladdin. <laughs> nice. Um, Disney brings people. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly friends? about I Will Smith. I was going into it, going into this year. Um, I was anticipating being thrilled with the Lion King live action and disappointed by Aladdin because of the way Will Smith looked and because of the way the Lion King advertising looked and boy was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, Will Smith as the genie worked. Uh they made everything in this movie work. It was a little bit again, being different was good. Yes. The different was good here because mm-hmm. the original holds up to watch it separately from this and they didn't do a shot for fucking shot remake um i think brian had lamented about this uh in the past yes. and um yeah like it's it definitely well it, like it's in my number 10 slot for a reason that's a big thing for a movie like that to make my 10 slot i had a great time with it um the only thing that felt a little off to me was the guy is jafar i felt was a lot more sinister um than Jafar actually was in the cartoon because I felt like he was more cartoonish in the cartoon. I mean, there was more cartooniness to him. But it worked on a lot more levels than I think their other remakes into live action have done so far. So, my top ten as well. You can skip me when it comes to me. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Andy, anything to add for Aladdin? I did not see it. Okay. That is your loss. Yeah, I know. Your Check loss, it out. Man. It's, it's a lot better your than you And it's on, it it's on, I want to say it's on Disney Plus right now. Just recently. It actually added. just got there. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's definitely something I am going to watch now that I've heard everyone say, yay, about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when The Lion King gets there, just don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you've seen that movie. I don't know. That was, that was one of my, that was one of my favorite 
animated ones. So or or fast forward to all of Timon and Pumbaa's scenes. Yes, yeah, and then keep going. Yeah, I mean, if you and, want to see literally look... the same movie again, uh, go ahead and watch well, it. Literally the same movie, except for the best musical number, which got cut because right. Chueito yeah, and right. Zero cannot sing. <laughs> so you, you don't get the uh, what's the name of the song? Be, be, be prepared. prepared. Be prepared yeah. just is non-existent. It's not there. That's one of the best parts. <laughs> exactly. And it's not there. Which, to go off on this tangent very quickly, we uh, Sarah and I just finished uh, The Watchmen. We took it in over like the last couple of days. And Jeremy Irons is in that. And just remembered like how much he it is amazing. It opened that wound again. Yeah. And then like to bring this <laughs> up, I'm like, oh man, he was freaking great as Jafar. Like he, that that number especially scar. just crushes scar. it. Yeah. Oh, but did I say Jafar? You, you did. did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoops. It's okay. That, we were talking about Aladdin too. So putting him okay. in every movie. It's they fine. rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> put seriously. Put Jeremy Rhymes in, or Jeremy Irons into every movie. <laughs> but yeah, you, you can skip that one. Honestly, you've seen it. Brian's right. Um. Anything else for Aladdin? Nothing. Okay. Uh, Andy, number ten. My number ten was Shazam. Oh, nice. Um, I thought it was a very enjoyable movie. I really liked uh, Zachary Levy in the movie. Um, I don't. I thought it was light and funny, and it had just enough like superhero type stuff to it that it it was able to captivate my attention. Yeah, I spoiler alert. That's gonna make. Well, it was gonna be one of my honorable mentions. It did not make my top ten, but it's it's just. Yeah, it was just outside. Because I, I love Zach Levi. I feel like I've expressed my love for him in the past numerous times. Pittsburgh I love Chuck. Guy. <laughs> yeah. Is he a Pittsburgh guy? Yeah. No, that's Zachary Quinto. Yes. No, it's both of them. Are you sure? I heard him say it himself in an interview. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think he was. All right. Uh, he was in an interview it is time on, like, to the rotten, call someone or, to or the, the carpet. Uh, <laughs> the Rooster Teeth <laughs> podcast, I watched him on an interview uh, say something about being from Pittsburgh. Huh. All right, then. Well, even more reason to like him. Um, but, but, you know, most of the stuff he's in, he's always got that. He, he's one of us. He is a geek at heart with all of us. And I love that about him. And, uh, having him get this role, I feel like was such a big, like, I felt happy for him. I don't even know the guy, but yeah. I was like, yes, he is. Yes. Give him. And this. you could tell when you were watching the movie that he was having fun doing. Yeah, he is. Exactly. Yeah, he exactly. Oh, doing. very much. You know? So and I just, I enjoyed him. Just, I don't know. He was perfect for it. Yeah, in, in the bulk that he put on for that role too. Yeah, yeah. my goodness, he put on a lot of bulk. <laughs> he, I mean, he was not a very big guy when he was no. on Chuck, and he's beefy in I, that role. I wish we were knew what direction like the DC universe was going with movies and stuff like that because I want him and Henry Cavill Superman in a movie together so badly. That I would be, be a so really much fun. Good. It's going east and mouth. That's where it's going. It's going going what? Weast and mouth. I don't know what that means. Neither do they. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, DC doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Um, yeah. Anything else? Did to we get add confirmation, Josh? Shazam. Did you look like you were looking it up? Um, it, all that the bio that I can find says that he was predominantly raised in Louisiana. Like Charles. <laughs> like Charles. <laughs> I'm not going to say that's gospel, but I don't care to research anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but uh, I could tell you're already starting the Google machine, so I'll give my two cents while you're doing that. Um, <laughs> I agree, uh, Andy. This uh, was delightful. I um, I thought my, my only hang-up with it, this actually would have been a bit higher for me, I think, if, um, and I'm kind of stealing this thought from something else I, I read last spring after its release, uh, which honed in on why I thought something was odd about it. Um, I think if they had done a better job of showing me that Billy Batson as a young teenager had some of the impulses that Shazam displays as this big adult, I would have, I wouldn't have felt as much of a little bit of a disconnect in the, in his own character. Like I don't get the sense that Billy Batson, the 13 year old gives a shit to go to a convenience store and buy beer. Like if he could, he would, I don't get, that sense necessarily it's so when he be the same character but they play him like two different almost a, a little bit too much i would say entirely but like just just a little bit too much um but that's the only slight critique i would have of it but otherwise yeah it was extremely fun and mark strong needs to be given some kind of uh comic book movie participation award this was like his <laughs> fifth in like a, like in a different role in a different franchise, uh, so like good for him. Um, I enjoy the hell out of him too, yeah, and uh, yeah, just that that's that's a good good slot for it. Uh, Paula, did you get to see this one? I did. It's a little bit higher up on my list. Okay. Hey. Right yeah, I was very surprised at the end. I don't know anything about Shazam, so I went Same. into it like very blind yeah no specifics no i just enjoyed myself (laughs) immensely and uh i'm glad to hear that there's going to be a second one yes yeah oh nice did not know that 2022 i knew that um uh black adam was supposed to have the rock in it but i heard that was sort of like in production hell so i don't know when that's happening they announced that way before shazam even right that's what i mean it's in some kind of production hell We'll get that two months after the Flash. Hopefully, we we'll get Shazam too. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll get that. Shazam made money. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was well received enough. I think they found a nice little sweet spot that uh, I know it came out after Wonder Woman, came out after Aquaman, but if they, yeah, to some degree, if they don't either care or worry as much about you know this big connected universe, and they just find a slot and a mood for each of their characters to fall into like that's fine keep making shazam movies like this that's great yeah no i would i would go to see it every time are we are we led to believe that shazam is connected to the dc universe well they talk about superman yeah they don't necessarily talk about the rest of the extended universe or like is that going to be the last one that's like officially connected like we don't because i have no idea where they're going from he's in a lego set with uh batman (laughs) (laughs) and how how much is that paula so thirty nine ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. friendly neighborhood like a store. <laughs> I actually think the budget for the movie was a little bit lower than so that's probably helps their return on investment. Like it maybe not made as much as like some of the other bigger superhero movies, but costing less to make. Yeah, it yeah. makes it seem like it made more money. Like when you said that you'd love to see him in a movie with Henry Cavill's Superman. Um, like obviously there's a potential illusion to connectivity at some point. Um, but yeah. but um, when you said that, it almost made me think of like Shazam could be like the Ant-Man 
like the Paul Rudd type of <laughs> character in the DC universe yeah. where like he's obviously like, he's, he's powered himself and has abilities, but yeah. among the like the serious people like him and Flash would be sort of like the Jokers and, and the, the like lighter comic relief to the rest of the brooding team. Oh, for sure. Yeah. At least Ezra Miller's Flash. Yeah. I'm down with that. Um, yeah, all right, anything, that, that could be fun. Anything else for Shazam? Nothing? Okay. Uh, we would go on to Mike for his number 10, which we already talked about was Aladdin, which brings us around to my number 10. My number 10, I have to be honest, I was fighting whether or not I want to put this on the list because I was, oh, I was boy. not sure where I wanted it to go. Um, but I think just because I, as much as I had complaints and want to bitch about it and it didn't live up to my expectations, but it's a franchise that I adore. So it, it almost got in here by default. Rise of Skywalker is my number 10. 10 all the way down to 10. It is at he barely 10. made the list according to what he just said. God. Yeah. Wow. You can write that down. That's my number nine. So like I'm getting my <laughs> thunder stolen this time. You guys are stealing all mine. <laughs> Um, so when it gets back to me, you can skip me again. Yeah, I I wouldn't have said this. This was my most anticipated of 2019. Yeah, same. And I think a lot of that expectation for what this movie I thought should be or could be and what we got was just it felt like such a cop out. And I know I've said it before, like movie by Internet Committee that irritates the crap out of me. But on I, the flip I, side, it's still Star Wars. I love Star Wars. There's still some really cool stuff in here. Exactly. It's just I wanted two and a half hours of cool stuff and and not breaking my brain trying to figure out how this fits into this trilogy because this trilogy is a mess. So I for for a movie that was supposed to cap Star Wars movies in general, cap off this trilogy, I don't think it did its job. It's a fine Star Wars movie, but it didn't do what it was marketed to do. And I agree. So that's that's where I'm at. Um, I would you say wound, much the same. You wound me. <laughs> that I would, I was hoping for much better. There's something later on the list that did a similar thing, uh, much deeper on my list uh, that we'll talk about that I feel did much better uh, at that. But again, it's a Star Wars movie. It still has Star Wars going on here. And, you know, we talked earlier, there's 22 movies I saw in the theater and that's not even close to the number of new movies I've seen this year. And it's still hitting number nine because it's a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um. There's still enough Star Wars there that I had still had a good time watching it, you know. And as a Star Wars fan, I felt like <sighs> we we did a long review on this. You guys know how I felt. I was gonna say, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think during that review, you finally said, "Okay, this is gonna make my list now." Yeah. That it was because going I was to talking make your about top ten before. Things that like I I kind of like had revelations of for myself while we were discussing them. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm not going to, like, again, this is spoiler free, so I'm not going to get into that and exactly what it is. But there were some things we said where, like, even you, when I responded, said, like, yeah, you know what, that, that all right, that's bringing it up in my book. And I'm like, yeah, you know what, it kind of does. And yeah. There's a lot of it that worked for me, and that's why it's where it's at. Honestly, I still feel like I'm kind of digesting this movie. Like, I'm I'm finally yeah. now just going in to listen to other people's reviews and, and how they're taking the movie. And I feel like I'm I'm reading and listening to a lot more people that sort of fall in line with me, which I think had me keep it at 10 other than raise it higher up my list. Is I, I feel like there's a, there's, and maybe it's just, you know, you go on the internet, you look for 
you know, stuff that you, how you feel. And it's easy to find people that agree with you and everything that you want to look for. So maybe that's just part of it is I'm finding people that completely agree with my, my point of view. So why don't you go out and look for people that actually really enjoyed the movie and have very good, um, backup to that instead of just looking for the people that totally agree with you. And I, yeah, it's probably something I have to make better effort to do. But for Hi. right now, I know <laughs> I know Paul isn't. Yeah, Paul isn't there. I can always talk to Paul about that kind of stuff. But I think Amazing. the stuff that I've been listening to recently has just been podcasts that I am subscribed to. It's not because they, I I haven't subscribed to them because of they feel the same way of Star Wars that I do. It's just that their reviews or thoughts of Star Wars seem to line up with mine. I wasn't going into it thinking they would, but I don't know. It's more maybe affirmation for from my end. I don't know. But the, the thing anyway. that's kind of like bugged me about it in the last couple of weeks it seems like people are coming out with all this oh this isn't what they plan to do oh they're trying to revise this they're gonna try and retcon this that or they're gonna do that and i'm like just shut the fuck up already like the movie's done drop it either liked it or you didn't give your review and move on you know i mean like there's nothing's going to change what happened on the screen and that's something i feel like star wars fans have a hard time letting go of you know, what happened, yeah. happened. And there's people in, you know, both ends that, that are looking for certain changes. And I'm like, just move on, you know? And that's the thing. I, I That's why I sort of wanted to preface at the beginning of the podcast. I'm not here to tell you that you are wrong in how you think about this movie. I'm not no. crazy about it. But for the people that really enjoy that movie, I'm not here to cut you down. I'm not going to be shitting on you because you like something I'm not really a fan of. But so, you know, just... Again, form your own opinion. If you like it, it's all good. We can all coexist and be happy. Exactly. So, you know, that's enough from Mike and I. Paul and Andy, you guys seem like you're a little bit higher up on this movie. I'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah, it's high. It's higher <laughs> on my list. Fair enough. Fair oh, enough. there was daggers in what Paula just said. There was definitely some malice. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right, we'll swing it back around. There were still daggers in there. <laughs> swing it back to Josh for number nine. Okay, uh, well, we actually talked about mine. Uh, my number nine was Shazam. Oh, nice. Oh, right. Nice. Uh, then we'll go to Paula's number nine. Uh, my number nine is Marriage Story. Mm. Um, oh, okay. With Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. That's the Netflix movie? It is. Um I had to really process. I mean, everyone was talking about it. Like, I I keep seeing a ton oh, of man. memes about it. So yeah, so it was. Um, it is a long movie. It's two hours and sixteen minutes. Damn. And I couldn't finish it in one sitting. I had to split it up. So an hour, you know, I did an hour and then the rest of it. Um, it makes me very uncomfortable. It makes me think. Um, it is very raw. These two actors are just not likable at all. <laughs> like you don't. I mean, I have you guys seen it yet? I have not. I, I no. plan to, no. but yeah, we haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah, I've um, heard it's, it's very. It is heavy. very heavy. Com- combative. <laughs> and it, you know, at first I want to be like the first part is like, oh yeah, okay, she's so wrong and he's so right, and I'm like, but it's Adam Driver and I love him, and then at the end I was like. <laughs> like oh man i really hate both of these people this is a great movie (laughs) like it's not something that's going to give you good feelings but they do what they have to do and it's like you think about it like you're going through the emotions of 
an intense breakup, a marriage breakup, but it's still a family. It doesn't matter that they're not going to be together anymore. They're still going to be together for the rest of their lives. So it's just, um, Laura Dern is amazing. She deserves all the awards, but, um, yeah, I, I was, this is number nine for me and it is, it's an excellent movie that will make you feel uncomfortable. (laughs) <laughs> and not in like the bloody gory way oh. it's an in, it's an internal <laughs> blood and gore my, i was it's hoping for to, a turn there at some point Mike checked it's, out. <laughs> it's yeah it's you're gonna be like pulling your hair out like what are you doing <laughs> but in a different way in a different way so i i enjoyed it it was an uncomfortable enjoyment <laughs> look at me growing as a human being <laughs> it was great nobody died there was no space battle <laughs> There was a courtroom and a child. There was crying. <laughs> yeah, it was something. <laughs> uh, so no, no one else saw this, right? Is that what you all said? No, no but I, I'd like to. Mm-hmm. I recommend it. Yeah, I don't think we can contribute too much to Apollo, but based That's on your okay. recommendation, we'll have to check it out. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, so we're going to Andy's number nine then. All right, my number nine was a long shot to make the list and it was long shot long shot nice i don't know i thought it was kind of a a funny charming romantic comedy with and you know i'm I'm a seth seth rogan fan you know and charlie's there and you you know charlie's there and she's pretty good actress so i don't know I, Mm -hmm. i thought it was I thought it was enjoyable. Was it like a romantic comedy or just a comedy or was it? It was a romantic comedy. Okay. Yeah. But but yeah, but like an R-rated Seth Rogen romantic yeah. comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely like <laughs> crude. Yeah. For sure. Um, like I, what I've been doing for this year, the first time I actually was keeping like a running list of my top 10 throughout the year. And for a long time, Longshot was on that list. No, um, it's it's um, very good. It's awesome. I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's not a whole lot you can say. It's like a comedy. It's funny. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, if you like Seth Rogen, you will like this movie. If you like Charlize Theron, you will like this movie. Agreed. Interesting note. Uh, this actually happened today while I was uh, streaming. Somebody told me I sounded like Seth Rogen. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, nobody's ever told me that before. What, do you guys think I sound like Seth Rogen? I'm, I don't, personally, but... I got told that literally today while I was streaming. If Sound I had to no. pick a celebrity? But I think you could sort of look like him. I think you could pass for him as Halloween. Well, that's oh, Halloween. Could, yeah, on I, Halloween. I could do that. You I could got like be one the curly hair thing going on. People, yeah, yeah like on Sunset Boulevard taking pictures, like, <laughs> like celebrity impersonators. Oh, well, I don't know about that. Course, <laughs> but I think I'm a little bit tall for Seth Rogen. I don't if feel like can... he's very tall. I think if you can nail Seth Rogen's laugh, I think that goes a long way. That's the key. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you just heard my attempt. That's I, the best I thing. Yeah, you sounded more like Beavis and Butthead than you. That's, that's what I heard. <laughs> too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't. I'm not good with that. Um, I can't contribute. I haven't seen this one, but uh, since everybody seems to really like it, I, I am going to have to check this one out. Definitely worth it. I want to say it's on HBO right now, so if you have a subscription to like HBO Go or HBO Now, you could probably watch it. I do not, but I might be able to steal somebody's. <laughs> There's <laughs> always <H-B>. that. <laughs> There's always that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, anything else for Longshot? 
Nope. Uh, okay. Uh, Mike's number nine, we already talked about, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, we'll flip to mine number nine. Mine number nine is How to Train Your Dragon 3. Hey-o. I love this franchise. This it's Something about these... I don't know why, but it seems like this trilogy over some of the other animated movies and franchises that I love has so much heart to it. It really does. It's so fucking good. Yeah, this this movie also made my list. Yeah, it it cap they capped off the trilogy so well. I they cried. Did it. It's they fucking... did it very well. I also yeah. cried. <laughs> <laughs> Wrecks yeah. you at the end. It really does. But I feel uh, like there were moments in each of the three movies that sort of yes. made, brought you to tears. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Um. They, yeah, yeah, they, this one, they found a nice uh, secret sauce yeah. for this. It's a little disappointing that it's sort of like the end of that. I know. I'd, I'd continue to see these. If they keep pumping them out, I'd go yeah. see them every time. Maybe there'll be an episode nine. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I started even watching like the, there's a Netflix show and stuff and it's oh, right. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not bad, but it's it's definitely not the movies. Do they get the voice cast from the movie for the show or is it different people? I want to say no. Okay. If I think I could be wrong, if you look at some people's IMDb pages, I think some of those, like the like the little specials or the quick little series that they've done, I feel like some of them have been attached, but maybe not everybody. Yeah, I think maybe for like the Christmas specials and stuff they do. Perhaps, they might yeah, yeah, grab yeah. the the movie voice actors. Yeah. So but... st- secret, don't don't tell her. But as soon as. Uh, think we have like the extra like 20 bucks to spare which will probably be soon i saw a three-pack blu-ray combo uh, on on amazon and we don't have any of them so you don't know those i'm kind of surprised no because for the longest time and they, i don't even know what the first one is the 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 first one was on netflix for years uh, okay, okay and then i feel like even maybe the second one was for quite a long time and i don't think they the movies proper might not be anymore um but so like they were always accessible so i didn't you know, ever feel the the need to, but yeah, after the third and uh, now that, that like that something like that's available, uh, definitely that this was this was one of those series that I think people are gonna like slowly find if they haven't already. Like this this is like this did not have the impact in my opinion that something like a Shrek franchise did. Right. You know, it was not like a juggernaut. It made. Good money Which surprises and, and the hell out of me because I think this is so much better than the Shrek series. They do a build up there. I, I, I see in the mall, these little dragons <laughs> running around. The mall. Uh, but that's like I, I it did like it, it. It was not like a cultural juggernaut in the way that like a Shrek was or a Frozen or or something like that. But they are so good and they're so solid. Yeah. Um, and maybe there was I don't know. I'm not saying this is the case. Maybe there was something to it where it wasn't as readily accessible to like the very small child crowd. And especially as like, they, like I, I appreciate it. Like as the stories went on, they aged the characters and yes. the, and time yeah. went on. It wasn't like, if they didn't make they didn't try to make it seem like chapter two and chapter three might've just been a week after each of the other one before, like, and maybe that's part of it and it appeals maybe more to an adult sensibility. Like you get the fun, the look of it, like, yay, fun dragons, they're flying around and there's a bad guy and there's a thing. So you have those childish elements there as, as, as the main story hooks and whatnot. But I, I honestly, yeah, I, I feel like they're more like adult stories and 
emotionally weighted than um, some of the other t- types of franchises can be. Yeah, I definitely think there's, there's some themes and things that happen in these movies that you relate to much more as an adult than a kid. Yes, yeah. And I think Toy Story does that well, too. Is is There's something about watching them as an adult that you're like, I, it hits you on so many more levels. Mm-hmm. I think this Lately franchise does the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> For me, uh, this one actually makes a separate list that I made that I don't think any we talked about making, but I have a should-have-seen-it list. Uh, <laughs> no, you didn't actually see this one. Five movies deep that I have not seen yet. Uh, and that is one of them. If we talk about the other ones, I'll mention it when it comes. But there's five Fair movies enough. on that list that I should have seen, but I have not yet. Yeah, definitely keep this one on it. It's a good time. Yeah. Oh, I'll be watching it soon enough. I just yeah. haven't gotten to it yet. If nothing else, I, I uh, yeah, appreciated... I would have. I... Sorry, Andy. I would have made that list too, Mike, but then I would have ran out of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, are you like Paula? Did you only see ten movies this year? No, no, I saw thirteen. <laughs> oh, okay. I think you said you had one for each of the other categories. Honorable mention, disappointment, and surprise. I, I, well, there you go. Top ten in those three. <laughs> I like it. Um, all right, we'll swing it back around to Josh, number eight. Okay, back to me. Um, so this was a late revision for anticipation but that's only because the movie literally hadn't started to get made at the end of 2018 for me to put it on uh, and it ended up in the number two slot for anticipation uh, and it's Jay and Silent Bob reboot oh okay wow. yeah yeah I um, anticipated you having that higher this, on the list than I did I well, it said it's, I, I have it lower you said yeah mine's mine's uh, higher than yours on I the list. It's, it's coming eventually I, you know, and, and it, uh, again, this is one of those like disclaimers I'll give that it's not, um, you know, a value judgment against my feelings on it. I definitely enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I think the, I think his projects so far, the last couple have been, they're, they're sort of my guilty pleasure in, in a way. Like if you remember a few years ago, like I think the, the most recent Underworld movie, I think that was 2017 so when we did anticipation for that i had it at like number two or three and i don't even remember if it made my top 10 that doesn't mean i still wasn't looking forward to it it still doesn't mean i wasn't that i didn't enjoy the hell out of it um but just compare it against everything else if i have to rank things like what are my favorites this is just you know where it falls i enjoyed every minute of this um i am if nothing else, looking forward more to him feeling reinvigorated to find a different avenue to pursue Clerks 3 officially. Um, yes. And the fact that an official Mallrat sequel is also happening. Yes. Um, I, I don't, I'm sure there are certain people uh, who look at his career from the outside who aren't really invested in his stuff and absolutely call the you know, pandering fan service button on it. I don't absolutely. I don't really give a shit. No, neither did I. I I 100% I think I, I, I don't know. I know that he loves what he makes and he hopes that other people enjoy it, but he is one of the few filmmakers, especially that has put himself out in public for so long to such a deep degree that you you don't get a movie like Tusk or Yoga Hosers 
if somebody is really, really going to care for a lot of people to like it. He, he made those projects because it is what he wanted to create and put in front of people. And I think Jay and Bob reboot was a good start to that. And I am fine with the fact that he approached it uh, right after nearly dying and said, this, if, if this is the last thing I do, this is the career love letter that I want to leave for myself. I'm fine with that. And, and, and like, I think this is something worth pointing out that we, you know, if you wanted to see Jane Silent Bob reboot, you actually had to seek this movie out yourself in a lot of ways to get to a theater that was going to show this. And mm-hmm. you had to spend a good deal of money to get into a theater that was going to show it. Cause he did a Q and a, and he even said like, after he had the heart attack, did he want his last movie to be yoga hosers? And, uh, I found that to be a funny statement. Um, <laughs> But I personally believe that, um, like you said, with the fan service, which this was heavy on, I felt like it was partly satire on his part, intentional satire, because it was a reboot. Yeah, Well, it was parody of reboots. It was parody of the way Hollywood handles reboots and all the fan service that go into them. I felt like he was intentionally doing that kind of thing as satire. Mm -hmm. And... That's why I was okay with it. You know, if it wasn't so obvious, well, if it wasn't satire, it would. I, I feel like it wouldn't be okay. But because it's in a satirical way that he's presenting it, there it is. That was a brilliant way to do it. Mm-hmm. And also, like you said, we're getting Clerks 3 and Mallrats 2 um, because of the success of this so far. And where he's going to go with those, I cannot wait to see. Um. This makes my number six, Brian, if you're keeping the list, since I've only got a couple in between here and there. I can right. just talk yeah, about can... it now, since it probably doesn't make anybody else's list, I would assume. It's my number one. Oh, Paula. <laughs> no, with the number one. it is not. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, and, and like you said, him saying this is a love letter to his career, that's absolutely what it serves as, and it serves as excellent satire at the same time. To me, this is vintage Kevin Smith coming mm-hmm. back through into the askew universe which yes i feel like we got a little bit out of for a while and Wh- we're back on, into it yeah which on the one hand is okay like i legitimately i think red state is one of the best movies that has been made in the last 15 20 years i agree i think it's extraordinarily underrated and I um agree 100 percent uh out, out of out of reboot while i'm you know, I listen to all his podcasts, so I hear the same stories over and over, which is fine. Um, but the way that he tells the sort of Ben Affleck reconciliation story is that he really didn't get wind that Ben was willing to be a part of the project until they were almost over with it. And the scene that they filmed with him was the last day of shooting, and he wrote the scene the night before. And in my opinion, it's it's like hands down like steals the movie. And uh, aside from that, I was legitimately, honestly, not like just saying like a, like a fanboy. And I was actually impressed with Jason Mewes' acting. Yes, for is like it the is first it, time ever? It felt is like it like award worthy? Really no, but it. did he seem like an actor? 
Yeah, he did. Yeah. He really did. Yeah. I mean, oh, like I don't know. Kevin Smith to me is so much fun. Um, and all all the other things I would have to say about the movie is like. I'll throw it up for like the the crowd that we that you see that movie with seeing all the people come back and seeing all the cheering happening f- for all the characters coming back. Mm-hmm. And the great thing, Kevin comes up on stage for the Q&A afterwards and he says it took him a minute to figure out why the crowd was cheering so much for Joe Manganello because it didn't make any <laughs> sense. And then he's like, "Wait, we're in fucking Pittsburgh. Now it makes sense. Everybody's <laughs> cheering for Joe Manganello when he shows up." Um and that and I mean that's the type of crowd that you like I think Brian says it all the time. You want to see these movies with is the real fans of the series that are going to be happy about everything happening on screen. Yeah, it's usually the most fun screen used to go to. Everybody's into it. Everybody's clapping, cheering. That's fun. Yep. And for the fifty dollars ticket price, <laughs> I, I better be having some fun in there. <laughs> yeah, this is a fun movie. And even if like you're not crazy about Kevin Smith, this is one of those movies. It's it's quick. It's like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to watch it for the sheer amount of people that show up. Like it's, it's a who's who of Hollywood popping up in this movie. And that's just fun to see cameos. Yeah. And it was awesome that he got so many people to come back from his prior works and reprise some of their roles and then add a bunch of new faces along the way Yeah, as well. Like who weren't around by the time that, uh, um, strike back was out, but who had been a part of his, you know, other projects along the way. That, yep. that was a lot of fun. And one notable cameo that we won't spoil doesn't show up that should have, unfortunately, was not there. Uh, yeah, they were doing they were doing other things. We won't we won't spoil who doesn't show up because <laughs> they kind of do, but then they don't. <laughs> um, Maybe sad. Paula, Andy, you guys didn't see this movie. I'm guessing I did not see it. Nope, I did okay. not. Okay, not that so I didn't sure. want to, but just didn't make it. Okay. It was in town for one night. Yeah. Like it That's was uh probably why I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. It was a you have to go this night if you're gonna see it. If you're available, good. If you're not, you're fucked. But I think it's on Blu ray sometime this month. Blu ray DVD. Oh really? Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad for that. Either that or like early, early February. Right he's still touring with it now. Yeah, he's out till like March. Yeah. So if you haven't seen this, if you haven't got a chance, check out the tour date, see if you can get a ticket definitely do that mm-hmm. probably sold out already though <laughs> um all right so we'll flip over to paula for her number eight my number eight is the lego movie two the second part the second part. <laughs> i the forgot that was part. the subtitle <laughs> <laughs> um chris pratt is back as emmett and now he does a second role as Rex Danger Vest, <laughs> raptor, trainer, star, man, adventurer. Star man. Adventure. Guy. Yeah. So he kind of plays a little version of all the Chris Pratt roles. He's this guy who goes through outer space. He has this giant fist that is his spaceship, and it's um, completely manned by the Velociraptors. Um <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is Queen Whatever Wantanabe, and it actually is a little bit of a love story. Um, Will Arnett is back as Batman, and there's a beautiful um, song in there called um, uh, I'm Just Not Into Gotham City Guys. It's, <laughs> this one's chock full of new music, and it was amazing. Um, and 
there's a waste like a Lego wasteland dystopia at the beginning. Um, I would think that was backwards. Dystopian wasteland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. None of us questioned it. So. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fine. So Apocalypseburg at the beginning. It was a lot of a fun. It was just a fun movie. So the real question is, how many of those sets do you own? <laughs> uh, isn't that sad? None. You really? can't remake None. the entire Lego movie, too? In, <laughs> in my basement? I cannot. Oh, um, man. I have a lot from the first movie. I don't have a lot of room for the second movie. But mm. um, it was fun. Everybody saw it, right? I did. I did. I, yeah, yes, I, did. <laughs> I would agree. It was fun. I don't remember a whole lot of details about it because it's a while ago now. It was like almost a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this was like, what, February that that came yeah. out? Yeah. So, yeah, I did see it, but I remember it being fun. I remember enjoying it, but uh, I think details I don't remember as much. Star Wars Part digs in there, some details yeah. in there. Jason think, Momoa showed up as Aquaman. <laughs> oh, I think about uh, part of it for me was I think I held the first one in such high esteem that I think I really wanted something awesome, like you know, something awesome out of this movie. Yeah. And it was fun. I Everything I think it wasn't just, awesome. It, it was it was fine. That was it, in the movie. It, yeah, <laughs> everything's not awesome. <laughs> it it still I don't know kind of fell below my expectations. I it, it, I still enjoyed it. I just it it wasn't it it didn't disappoint me enough to make my disappointment, but it wasn't good enough to make my top ten. It's in the middle. Yeah, for me, it's it's a movie that exists. Yes. That said, I I honestly do hope they make a third. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, they are making another Lego Batman movie. Really? Or are they doing that before a proper sequel to like the the Lego movie? Yeah, I, that's what they did last time. So hmm. that's, oh, that's their true. Plan yeah, is like we Lego got, movie, Batman Lego, Lego. We got Lego Ninjago movie. in there too. Yeah, nobody saw that. I yeah, I was. Say, I don't think that was as big of a release. <laughs> nobody saw that. See, I felt sort of the same way part about Lego Batman as well. That I think coming off the Lego movie, that I wanted more. I. I a bit but at the same time there's always a learning curve and there's ways to assess mm -hmm. things and see did we like what we did before if not do we think we can improve and where can we do that so i got a, ba a batman sequel a, a general lego movie sequel i will be there for both i think there yeah. was something with the the story for lego movie too like the, the twist of number one blew my mind to the point where i was like i have to just keep watching this because i love the twist yeah. The the twist of this one, I feel like I sort of caught, saw coming, but at the same time was like so like what the fuck that I was like it, it just felt largely forgettable for me. I think after I got out of the theater, it was a very important message though. Building together the, is awesomer. The message, yeah, the <laughs> message that it delivers is there. How they get there is like what is happening. <laughs> I can agree with that. Uh, Andy, anything to add for Lego Movie? Stubble. Uh, I wish I had seen it. Okay. <laughs> it, okay yeah. Right. Don't 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 let our potential slight criticism yes. uh, mark it down. It's definitely a good time. I don't know. It's something, it yeah. is something that I am going to watch. Okay. Just, you know, eventually. Uh, well, you're up for number eight, sir. What oh. You got? Uh, my number eight was um, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Oh, nice. I thought Ryan Reynolds was. Uh, Pretty dang funny is uh, Pikachu and that. Um, 
Oh, it was it was neat seeing how the Pokemon sort of uh, interacted with humans in this movie. Yes, especially like Mister Mime was pretty funny. That um, was my favorite part. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't expect to really like this movie. I guess, and the fact that it made it up my list a little bit uh, says a lot. I thought you know, even uh, Justice is that his name, Justice Smith. Yes. Um, I thought he did a pretty good job, you know. I don't know. I just, overall, I thought it, it had um, intrigue to it. Uh, this made the top of my honorable mentions and my surprises. Um, yeah, okay. Because I feel like, looking ahead to this past year, we had uh, kind of made a joke about, like, Detective Pikachu. What the hell are they doing with this movie? And why are they trying to do this live action? And after having seen it, I honestly, the story here was awesome. Um, and yeah, I agree with Andy. They like how they integrated the Pikachu into the story and into everything was great. Um, Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu was hilarious. Pikachu's like coffee addiction, uh, got me laughing pretty good. Um, yeah, overall, it was just fun from start to finish, and it had a great message and a great story to it. Yeah. So I remember saying something to the effect of when like trailers for this started coming out, and I, I forget if this was known enough. I don't remember if anyone had it on their anticipation for 2019, but I, I don't know if it was like trailer talk, whatever it was, but I remember issuing something along the lines of, like, there's no way in hell. <laughs> but I will... Remain open-minded, and given the glowing recommendations of you both, I will put it on my to-watch list. This is much better than you expect it to be. <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay. It's Ryan Reynolds, I... voicing Pikachu. Like I, th I think I ended up watching it because it was like, I had a free rental from Redbox, and I was like, oh, Detective Pikachu, what the fuck? <laughs> that's the best I, way to go into any movie what the fuck? yeah yeah what the fuck it's free <laughs> and i was i was i was delighted uh, i don't know yeah that's one i did not get to but if i had a list like like mike of stuff that i would have liked to have seen and just didn't get to see it this would be on there so i'm glad that it's getting reviewed well so i, I this is another one i have to try to find and watch I feel like I hope that Sonic the Hedgehog does what this did, where we yes. are looking mm. at it as like, oh, yeah, yeah. this yes. is going to be just that, and it's not going to be worth watching. I'm hoping Sonic pulls that shift on me, where right now I have like very little interest in Sonic, but I'm hoping oh, see, this time next year. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm hoping my, this time next it year. It made my anticipated as well, because yeah. I don't know, I just want to see Jim Carrey as Eggman Robotnik. Well, yeah, I want to see that too. Yeah, definitely. That's like the drawing point for me. I'm just hoping that's not all that's good about it. You know, fair. That's fair. Uh, Paula, do you see this one? Uh, no. Okay. I've never Pokemon in my life. I have no idea what I would be seeing or understanding. <laughs> I maybe it yellow. would introduce you to the universe, and then you would want to. Let me think about that. No. <laughs> Thank you, though. Yeah, that, that was a big Keep part of my secrets. hesitation as well, as I 
never had know. exposure or interest based on anything I had sort of tangentially witnessed and perceived. But Fair enough. I like, like I said, if you, if you guys if you guys speak highly enough of it, at least from an enjoyability standpoint, I, I'll give it a whirl. If you like, like Josh, Ryan, I'm sure you've seen worse. Yeah, uh, that is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, if you like Ryan Reynolds, you'll you'll probably you'll most likely like the movie. That's fair, because honestly, like you don't have to be into Pokemon to enjoy it. Because Amy enjoyed it, and she has no idea what any of that's about. <laughs> so, good to know. Yeah, it, uh, it helps, right. but it, it's not necessary. Mike, we'll move on to your number eight. My number eight is Knives Out. Um, this is. For anybody who doesn't know, the Ryan Johnson movie, uh, Who Done It, came out at Thanksgiving. Um, this was honestly a really interesting film um, from start to finish. And uh, I, I felt like, other than kind of like, I think Josh and I talked about it in a podcast you may never hear, um, wh- where we said like some of the stuff in it was a little bit politically heavy-handed. But other than that, the performances in the movie were extremely well done. Um, I particularly like Don Johnson's performance. I feel like he was <laughs> uh, very good. He's always good, man. Like, he, he does not get enough credit uh, for being as good as he is. Um, and, yeah, it just, it was a good whodunit. It's hard to, like, really talk about much about it because it's a whodunit. You don't want to, like, reveal things. Right, yeah. and the reason so, that it, you can make certain types of movies special, you don't want to call that out because it ruins the experience of understanding why it becomes special. Right, yeah, like, there's twists, there's turns, there's interesting things that happen. That's, like, without spoiling a whodunit, that's, like, the best you can do. Um... <clears throat> But yeah, performances all around, fantastic. Although I think we did talk about like um, Daniel Craig kind of sounding uh, similar in this role to other roles he's done when he tries to do like a Southern American accent, like an American South accent. He, he sounds kind of like the same <laughs> anytime he does that. So, but it still works. Like he's still good. The story's still good. Um, I feel like it's a little bit of like a what, what's the term I want to use here? Like a widespread coming out party for Anna de Armas as a mm. high quality actor because she's been in stuff before, but not heavily marketed or widely seen things. And I feel like this is this was her chance to shine, and I feel like she did a fantastic job. I think the next one she's in reteams with Daniel Craig, right? Was James yes, Bond? Yes, she is a Bond girl coming up. Uh she will join the ranks of however many that is that have played Bond yeah. girls. Um, but uh, yeah, she she definitely showed the acting chops off here. And again, Ryan Johnson, regardless of your opinion of The Last Jedi, the guy can write a film. Whether yeah. you think he can write Star Wars or not, watch his other stuff. The guy can write a movie. Yeah. And he directs the shit out of all his stuff, too. <laughs> yes. Like, really well done. And uh... So... People will probably also know that actress from Brian's top film of 2017. She she played the character of, uh, is it Joy? Joy. Joy yeah. in uh, Blade Runner 2049. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, she definitely has, you know, she has a CV. This was, like, by no means her, like, 
first sort of like big role lead. is probably the one that'll make like help her break out and start to get some uh more leads name recognition and whatnot but yeah she she has a she has a backlog to go, to look at yeah she's been like the supporting role in mm-hmm. everything yeah this is her first lead i would say in a major picture um and speaking blade runner that's a movie that has slowly started creeping for that decade list that may yeah, make yeah. mine from from somebody for me. I, that that movie has turned around for me in a big way since I originally saw it and didn't like it very much. Yeah, I see, I don't even remember you not liking way it. Way around on that movie. Yeah, we'll have to if we do the decade list, we'll dive back into that because I I yeah. any excuse to talk about that movie, I'm there. Let's, <laughs> let's fucking do it. Um, spoiler alert: Knives Out does make my list higher. So okay. when we get there, I'll let you know when. But this is another one that's sort of kind of like Shazam, where like everybody in this movie is having a fucking ball. Yes. Like it just looks like everybody had fun getting to do what they want to do. Like the, the cast list in this is incredible. Yeah. I'm, it was, it was a lot of fun. And just when you think that you know where the movie's going, I didn't figure out what the fuck was going on. It surprised the crap out of me. And I love yeah. when movies surprise me. So yeah, that was, it's, it's yeah, I love it. It's good. I also enjoyed that there's sometimes ensemble casts don't work as well as they need to. And yeah. the, just the idea of having a lot of big A-list actors all sharing the predominant scenes together. And they're all of your main characters all the time. Uh. Um, doesn't always, you know, that, that that's not a guarantee. And this particular mesh worked really well. I thought. I feel like, yeah. and again, not to spoil anything, but the format for the first third-ish of the film really helped with that. Yeah. It gave everybody their own time to shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, not not to spoil anything, So, but it does. Uh, Andy, Paula, you guys have not seen this, I'm guessing? So thank you for not spoiling anything, because this <laughs> is on my most disappointed movies that I did not see. <laughs> so it's still, I'm still hoping to see it, because Brian Johnson is our king. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really do appreciate his movie style. I, he loves movies. Like, and he yes. loves researching yeah. movies, and he loves movie styles, and he loves scenes, and dissecting scenes, and redoing scenes. So he's just, I mean amazing so yeah i really do want to see this sort of even like what mike was saying regardless how you feel about the last jedi if you hear ryan johnson talk about the last jedi and why he made certain decisions and and things worked out the way they are he cares and knows exactly what the fuck he's doing movie was beautiful like cinema beautiful yes yeah don't listen to the dialogue turn the dialogue off and just look at it (laughs) gorgeous uh andy do you did you miss this one i did miss this one but I, okay. I really wanted to watch it. Okay. Um, all right, so we'll move on to my number eight. My number eight is Captain Marvel. Uh, it wouldn't be a list without a couple MCU movies, because why not? They're everywhere, and they're all fucking great. So, yeah. Get it. Yeah. Captain Marvel's fun. Brie Larson's great. I'm, I want to see... it's. A, Origin stories are hit or miss. Like we, we, since a lot of the Marvel heroes, they keep getting their own origin stories. You have to wonder what's going to set the next origin story apart. This one's a little bit fun, more just because it's it hits a, a time period that the MCU hasn't really tackled yet. Like the in the '90s era was kind of fun just to revisit. Um, it's sort of a 
you know, it, it checks all the boxes of most origin stories that the MCU has done and, and, and doesn't really, I guess, set itself apart as far as the template. Um, but it's still fun to see where this character comes from. I'm excited beyond measure to see where this character goes because I think she's in a, she is in a position to take over for some of the other actors and characters that we probably won't be seeing ever, if if not for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I definitely want to see where she's at going forward. So I'm I'm more looking forward to a sequel. I want to see where where a sequel goes or where she pops up next. But this is this is a very very solid starting point for Captain Marvel. Can I throw an idea out that I think maybe like was a missed opportunity on the part of the MCU? Just in general. Having this movie come out in like phase one. And then bringing her back for Endgame. <laughs> so like having that like eight year span between the last times we've seen her. Because I feel like having this movie come out so close to Endgame and then having her show back up in Endgame. I feel like it was just like this expected what's she going to do moment kind of thing. How's she going to change the story? I feel like had we seen this a long time ago and had it way in the back of our memory that she's out there, it makes it a much bigger moment when she returns. She would have had a sequel in there somewhere, though. But I feel like if you frame it that way, like she's been gone this whole time. And then we have the sequels coming for afterwards like they have planned now because the the storyline takes place back then. I feel like they could have framed it a certain way just to have that. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's just for me thinking up like how much bigger would like her return be had it been years and years and years instead of months since we last saw them on screen. As much as I kind of like that idea, I also feel like people would just the the nature of culture now, people would forget about her. That's, I that, guarantee that's why. That's people what... like not to the point where it's be like they'd see her and recognize her. They'd see her and be like, who the fuck is that? Why Why do they look familiar? They're going to be questioning, like, why is she there? Who is she? Instead of being oh, like, oh, my know. God, it's her. I don't I don't know about that. I don't know that it was that long for that. I, I, th- I think for me, the issue goes still back several years to the introduction of Spider-Man. Because when they decided that they were going to do Homecoming, that altered the pre-announced the previously announced schedule for yeah. phase three. Yeah. And when her film, which was supposed <clears throat> to originally be sometime in 2018, I think it was still after infinity war, but it was supposed to be maybe in the summer in like the Ant-Man and the Wasp spot or something that Captain Marvel came out literally seven weeks before Endgame. Yeah. And so the expectation of why would you, shoehorn in this if only to make us understand that we need to we need to know who this person is because she is going to play a role in endgame other than that you don't really need her movie beforehand so to put it so close together i think the expectation was really lost that well why would they make a point to get her in the circle before endgame if she's not going to play a big role in that yeah. story, which she really doesn't. Um, and I would, I will admit I probably wanted this to be in my top 10, but I did not get a chance to rewatch it since I'd seen it in theaters. Mm. And I remember really having good fond memories of it. Um, immensely. Uh, but I think if I, I think had, it is on Disney plus, right? It is. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I didn't get a, get a chance to revisit it. Had I, and I, and it had been a little bit more recent, it probably probably would have cracked the 10. Okay. 
Uh, Andy, Paula, anything to add? Uh, this made my list, albeit higher. Okay. Same. Okay. Uh, all right, we'll wrap back around to Josh for number seven. Um, Mike is probably going to be mad at me for this, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? No, I'm going to make an on-the-spot revision. So he's still going to be mad at me, I know, but it won't be. It'll be for like one degree less. <laughs> so uh, instead, my number seven is ready or not. Uh, this was a sort of who, well, it was, in my opinion, it was going to be, it was marketed in sort of a whodunit type of like horror murder mystery kind of thing um, where it wasn't exactly a whodunit per se, but it was definitely like a dark horror comedy at times. Uh, but I thought it was very original. It was a fun approach to telling a, a scary movie, a horror movie. Um, yeah, as, as we say a lot recently, you know, it just seems like actors are having fun. And I think the actors did, but not to the extent with a horror movie that it pulled me out of it. Like they're in on the joke with me of why some of the moments were, were funny. Um, Cause it, there are times where it is just slightly like downright terrifying for the characters. So you didn't really lose that aspect of it either. Um, but I just, I think I appreciated what I felt was an original approach to telling a scary movie. Yeah. The climactic moment at the end of this movie, I don't want to call it the last scene, but it's one of the last couple of scenes. And Josh will know what I'm talking about where like the whole thing is either kind of, kind of revealed. I'm not going to say what or anything for spoilers, but it is fucking hilarious. That in and um, of itself, yes, that definitely that, was. Yeah, that scene, uh, like, just, I died watching <laughs> the, the, the one scene. Um, the rest of it, yeah, it was a very interesting and um, engaging horror film. Um, Samara Weaving really can pull off, like, the comedy, the horror, mm -hmm. it, like, the drama of it all. She pulls it all of it off so well. And I feel like she really needs to be getting some bigger roles soon. Bigger things, bigger projects need to be taking note and getting her involved in some more stuff. Because she's excellent. If you've seen The Babysitter, she was excellent in that. She's excellent mm -hmm. in this. So definitely give this a watch if you're into horror movies. And even if you're kind of just into comedy and you don't mind gore. There is a bit of gore here. So Yeah, and it, it depends. Because like, I think it's it's... I don't, I don't know like because the, the gore at times can be over the top which can make it like funny fun right because like I, I was about to use the word like palatable or digestible and i don't want to use those words in right this context um but for s people who don't generally go for that it's a little bit at times over the top so it is easier to look past it it's not as realistically gruesome per se right. um so if you can kind of get past that a little bit, the rest of it actually, I think is yeah, it's a good it's a good roller coaster. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I obviously did not see this one, so I I can't contribute. Shocker. Yeah. I don't think I even have heard of what this actually is. So I think uh, you would enjoy it. Yeah, and I know you're. You said typically you're not real big on on horror. I think, but I I think 
I think this is enjoyable enough. This could be in your wheelhouse. Star Wars? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But we start Hi. talking about horror and Paula what just tunes us out. Brian's like, I'm not really into Hi. it. Paula just turns the off switch. Hi. And uh, <laughs> she's just like, nope. Welcome to my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea where we are. Uh, we're on your turn. Oh, number seven, right? Number seven. Yeah, Shazam. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know we ought to already talked about it. I just enjoyed it. Anything you want to add? You get another another chance. Um, it's what I say when I fart now. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they're quiet. I was like, hey, Shazam! <laughs> so, you're welcome, podcast people. people <laughs> What people. Did you do that at Celebration? I feel like that was a thing at Celebration, wasn't it? Uh... I, I told you guys that story, what happened. I think it was at Josh and Sarah's house. Maybe, okay. Yeah. That's what it was. Yes. I was like, okay. hey, guess what I do I'm like, now. I knew I, I, knew I was <laughs> with what you I at do some now. point. I shazam. And I just shazammed. I mean, I, I was running around the house going, shazam! And nothing was happening. So when I started like, oh, wow, I farted. I'm like, shazam! <laughs> Doesn't transform at least you get some payoff that way. Amazing. I just run away. <laughs> and leave the stink where it was. So, although my farts smell like roses, so uh, that's a, a superpower in itself. It is a superpower. It's a Pick girl a thing. ploof of pixie dust. Now yeah. that you say Shazam, and you get a little magic. Comes out my ass and smells like roses. So, nice. That's all I, that I have to add. But thank you for <laughs> thank you for asking me, Brian. Uh, all right, so then we'll move on to Andy's move number on. seven. <laughs> My number seven is How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World. Okay. And for uh, all that... the reasons that we've already talked about. <laughs> yeah, anything, you get a second chance too. Anything to add? Nothing? Good? It was awesome. Nice. Uh, all right, Mike, you're up. Number seven. Uh, Josh and I can have another conversation. Because uh, my number seven is Dr. Sleep. Uh, oh, okay. Doctor Sleep is, uh, if you're unaware, the sequel to The Shining, and uh, Ewan McGregor, fantastic in this as always. No surprise there for anybody. Um, and uh, this movie, the horror that it builds up, the tension, the I, again, without getting into spoilers, the. Uh, the reimagining of the fear that you get from the shining, even though you know, kind of know what's going on, they kind of give you this new angle on everything. Um, and man, it is good from start to finish. I did not expect this movie to be as good as it was. Agreed. And, you know, I was still going to watch it either way. You know, it's a sequel to the shining. It, you know, it is based on a Stephen King book. I was going to be watching this. Um, and I was really impressed with it. Um, it gets a little bit violent at times. Um, probably uncomfortable for you to watch, Brian. Paula wouldn't recommend it. Um, but it... Uh, man, it really does a good fucking job. Like, I can't... It does. I can't like, describe I, it in any other way. It just I, is I actually, so good. I hate to call it a horror movie. Like, it's it, to me, it's definitely more of a thriller. Yes. Like, I, I want to call it a thriller more, but I know there's elements to it that lend itself to the Keep horror it side 
Yeah, there's just enough, I think, that it ekes into horror yeah. slash thriller. And it's like, it, but but it's like, I would call it a not really well done horror movie, but an excellent freaking well made thriller. Yes. It hit um, every button. The 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 editors and and the director with the music. The the, the music, like yes, all those like Goodness. elements that you might not think about per se, that construct the pacing and the mood, and and the tension as it goes from point A to point B to point C. It was, yeah, it was really good. And, and there's not a lot of thrillers. I feel like I want to watch a few times. You Agreed. Know I mean? Like usually you watch them and you're done with them because. It's spoiled. This I'm going to watch a good few times in my life, I guarantee, mm-hmm. because you give it a while so that it's not, you know, fresh in your memory what happens and everything and come back to this and it's going to be just as fucking good the second time. Yeah, um, I, I I was worried that uh, it was going to rely too heavily on constantly throwing you throwbacks and tie-ins to The Shining because that's what people might be familiar with and... If you showed up, at least the one thing you'll be happy with is you recognize some shit. Um, but it yeah. didn't. It the the times where it did that, it felt completely organic, felt integral to the story, right. felt, it felt necessary, it felt appropriate. Um, it was right. it was not as people say, like it was not necessarily just fan service. It was not just to do it. It was it was really effectively used. Yeah. So and, for someone who hasn't seen The Shining for like twenty years, yeah. Yeah. Like, did you revisit it before you went to see this? Because I'm not a big horror fan, and but this actually looked really good to me. Um, it, the previews looked enticing, but I haven't seen The Shining for a really long time. I actually had, like, before I even knew this was happening again, um, before I found out about it, I would say, like, three, four months before I found out about this project, I had just watched The Shining. So I watched it recently, but not with the intention of... Uh, getting prepared for this movie um did it help did it help like revisiting it or you didn't really it wouldn't have mattered i mean you remember enough about the shining as is i probably to go in you might need like a brief refresher on one or two characters but yeah if if you it'll come back if you remember enough you'll probably be okay but um if you had nothing Yeah, yeah, so, you, won't, you won't be lost. Can, you won't be lost. Can you can you go see it without having seen The Shining? Um, you, I, I'm gonna say this. I think you probably could. There's been enough little moments of that peppered in pop culture since, I true. mean, the last forty years that the little bits that they use, you might remember, like you might recognize enough. But I would say to have a good understanding and appreciate some of the choices and some of the story beats, it's probably a good idea to see The Shining if you've never, if you've literally never seen it. Yeah. Paula, it might help you, but it's probably not necessary. Yeah, I would agree. If you've never seen it, I would recommend seeing it before because the, the they are following the same story. Um, Ewan McGregor is playing the same little boy that's in The Shining, Danny. You know what I mean? And it's a continuation of his story. And a lot of the state of Ewan McGregor's character is because of things that happen in the first movie. So, like, where he's at mentally and physically and in, in his life, he's there because of that. So, it would definitely help. But, again, I wouldn't say it's 100% necessary, but 95 to see The Shining for the first time. At least once, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I got nothing to contribute. I obviously didn't see this one either, so I'm just listening. I'm not surprised you haven't seen. <laughs> Brian's like, I'm here on my show too. That's right. <laughs> Another Star body. Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So we'll move on to my number seven. My number seven is John Wick three. Oh. I feel like I I. A lot of this, honestly, is just like the knife fight that's in the first third of this movie is oh my so God. fucking good. Hey, I just have to give hey, props. Spoilers. So you know, there's a knife fight. I mean, you, the whole movie is fighting. So <laughs> yeah, but now I know exactly when it happens <laughs> in the first third, somewhere in I there. I mean, if it helps, there's probably other knife fights later as well. I there, mean, just yeah, just, there, there just is, given the statistics, yes. there probably is. So. The fact that there's one there doesn't mean that there's definitely not others other places too. He kill he kills the guy with a pencil in number two. So any anything you can think of, John Wick is gonna kill somebody with it. Yeah. Right. Knife yeah. is just like a very was it, wasn't that something in, in like they recognize they like referenced in the first movie? Yes. What he can do with a pencil. And yeah, then they show like it he in does the it second movie. Like, yeah. yeah. Um This makes yeah, it these, much higher on my list. I'm not gonna lie the, about that. Yeah, the, well, these movies are such a exercise in how to choreograph and shoot action sequences yes agreed anytime they do one i'm like well that's the bar now so and as much as i bitch about shaky cam and the quick cutting editing of of action sequences and fight scenes this movie gets them right and there's so many standout action sequences in this movie oh my god i uh and they go on so long that i don't care like they're so fucking good (laughs) I I made the note I think when we talked about this previously without actually like officially reviewing it that there's times in this movie when you're watching and you can tell these are one take types of oh, things yeah. because yeah. you can see Keanu Reeves getting tired and moving yeah. slower at the end of the take than he was at the beginning of the take. Keanu's not a young guy, you know. What I mean, he's he's what like fifty, so. And we... you can see him at the end of the takes. He's just like starting to get sluggish and it. It makes it more believable, honestly, because yeah, that's what a real fight like sure. that would be. This uh... just the same thing of like I've heard them talk about how they count the bullets being shot to make sure he has to reload. Like yep, not right. action movies, a lot of action movies don't give a shit who has to reload. Not they just keep going. Right. Like, if you're counting, you run out of ammo. You have to reload. Th- this came out the I think the weekend before or weekend as Sarah and I went on vacation last year and she enjoyed it enough that she actually said like while we were on vacation for a week in williamsburg there was a uh alamo draft house type of theater very nearby and she said can we go see that again (laughs) so she liked it a lot i i will say this so i look as i was making my list i looked back at 2017 to see if john wick 2 had made either of my anticipation or my top 10 and i don't think it made either so i was really torn on whether this made the cut or not and it just didn't and i think only because i no i andy forgive me if this part is a spoiler but i think there's been enough publicity around this that this wouldn't be a surprise to you they are not done making these movies oh yeah oh, I, no, I already knew that there was going to be a number 4 Okay. Yeah, so as long as these are making money, they're going to keep pumping them out. So going going out of number 2, I actually was really digging the idea of the story concluding. Um I I, I yeah. thought it was in a good place that 
the next step, which is what we got, is exactly what I thought we were going to get. But this, in my opinion, was the most logical place to stop. So story-wise, unless they are just really going to go, like, if if the next one is going to be, like, the Fast and Furious on the Moon version of John Wick. <laughs> I'm there for it. Let's go. Um, as long John as Wick doing and space these motherfuckers. Well, like, not, space not, fights. Right. Like, not even that necessarily, but, like, that <laughs> analogous type of thing, like, where they just overshot. And, like, they got too big and it just got too much. Yeah. Um, we'll, we will see. You know, I'm not. Of course, I, I, I it's not like I'm not going to go see it. But um, Josh, just for reference, John Wick Three made your most anticipated for this year or for last year. Do you remember where it hit on your list? Hmm. Because I can tell you right now, I'm looking at it. Do you have a guess? Don't cheat. Okay, okay, don't look. Um, <laughs> He's definitely cheating. <laughs> He's no, 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 I didn't. I didn't. I, I stopped. <laughs> I'm going to say seven. It was number three. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, believe it or not, I don't think it made mine. Did it make mine? You have it there. It did not make yours. It did not. And you know why? Because if you look back, you'll see John Wick 2 also did not make my list because this movie is so far superior to the second one, in my opinion. This is my favorite John Wick film so far. I think oh, this is okay. better than the first one and the second one. I enjoyed this start to finish. Um, I feel like the first one is amazing and did amazing things, but I feel like it drags a little bit at times. Yeah, I mean, there's just a okay. few sections in there where it does drag. I still think it's amazing. The second one, I was not as happy with. And then come around to this one, and it just brought me all the fucking way back into John Wick. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, this was amazing. Um, Again, no spoilers. But again, oh. the scene you're talking about and the scene that I would call like the last big fight. I'm not going to get into any other details about it. But with the main nemesis, we'll say. Because there's obviously always a main nemesis. That's not a spoiler. Yeah. So that like last fight for John on his own, and then of course the other final fight. Holy crap! Those two scenes to end that movie were fucking amazing. Yeah. That was one of the like last thirds of a movie this year where the whole time I was just like sitting there in the theater, probably with my jaw down, like this is fucking awesome. <laughs> And in a good way the whole time, not just in like a explosions and, you know, crazy special effects kind of way. It was just like, holy shit. Yeah. That was, again, they, they are making the best action films you may have, or action sequences you may have ever seen in these movies. So if you're not on board with John Wick, you need to get on board with John Wick. Yeah, especially if you're an action junkie. Yeah. I'm not on board with John Wick. You need to get on board with John Wick. I feel like I need to be on board with John Wick now. Are you an action junkie? Do you like action movies? I like action. I do. John Wick is... Then you need to. I feel like that's our next uh, movie. Potential movie day. I'm here for it. Never seen it, John Wick? I've never seen any Wicks. I've never Wicked. I feel like by the end of it, you will feel fatigued. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. All back yeah. to back, you almost need a breather between yeah. them because they just yeah. are nonstop. <laughs> Have a respirator. Because especially, I feel like you've never the... worked retail at Christmas. I can handle it. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. Touche. Uh, Andy, not you haven't seen this story. one, right? I did not see this one. No. Okay. You've seen the other John Wicks or no? I saw one and two. Okay. All right. I really wanted to see this one. Um. 
but uh, what happened? Oh, my brother hadn't seen the second one, so I didn't want to watch the third one without him watching the second one, and yeah, that just never happened, so I never saw the third one. Yeah, actually, this is a franchise, I will say, if you haven't seen them, definitely start from the beginning. You can't just jump into number three and expect to know what's going on. Oh, no, yeah, they they pick right up off of one another. It's not... Yeah. Good to know. You'll have no idea what's going on. Even though I'm saying three's the best, you gotta watch one and two, otherwise yes. it'll yeah, make yeah. no sense at all. Cause, yeah, you do need the background, you need the character development, absolutely need to understand why people are doing what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. And I will say, other than my number one, this is definitely my most rewatched movie this year. Yeah, okay. Because nice. this is just endlessly rewatchable to watch those scenes over and over <laughs> again. It, it's like, you don't need the context. You don't need to be paying attention to the story. It's like, oh, that scene's coming up. Yeah. And it can be your background thing where you're just going to pay attention when the cool action scene starts. Yeah. While you're doing something else. So, yeah. Um. All right, so we'll swing back around to Josh. Number six. Okay, Uh. so this was the second one that I just swapped before my last one, and this one is the one that Bradley might get a little angry at me for. I already know what you're going to say. Zombieland. Oh, <laughs> man. Again, I, will just, I sound like a broken record tonight, but no indication of how I feel about this thing, just because other things are ahead of it. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I, I would definitely benefit, just like Captain Marvel, I would benefit again from rewatching. I know this was just in October, um, but I think I, I did have a good time with it but i had a decade for the first one to sink in and become what it is to me i've only had three months for this one so i mean it's still my number six yeah um and i think we've talked at length probably previously like just what a success that i think we both feel this one was given the challenge of coming back to something after a decade bringing these characters back who have not only grown literally in real life the people as, as actors and, and they've aged uh, but making a story that makes sense for that, that passage of time and, and for it to not seem convoluted make it seem stale um, all the things loved it please do it again in 10 years I would kind of <laughs> like I, I I want them to do it sooner if for nothing else because of Woody Harrelson's not that he's already really old but he's much older than all the others so you keep doing 10 years on him, he's going to be kind of aged out quickly, especially there, after like a, one more. There's a, somebody else in there I would rather see come back. Well, not rather, but I think it's more <laughs> of a concern coming back. That We're not going to get into spoilers, but getting another uh, said cameo to yeah. happen would be see, that, um, That's exactly why. Like, more they, of a if, threat. If I they were on like even a five-year cadence, I think that's, I think that's, a, 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 um, that's an achievable mark. Um, maybe by then we'll get the title card of from the director that got you Venom and Venom 2 oh uh, shut up comes you, you shut your dirty mouth <laughs> um, let me make the statement uh, this again appears much higher on my list um, I, I figured and I've watched it again a few times um, it is available on digital release I don't know if it's available for actual purchase yet but since it, like the instant it released on digital I bought it and I've watched it a few times on digital to like re-soak it in and everything and man it did not disappoint they did a good fucking job coming through making what you wanted to see again without going to the same well they went to the first time too much yes and they did a lot of unique storylines 
from the original and man this is going to be another one over the next 10 years i'm going to watch i don't know how many times just like the original zombie land i've seen that i can't tell you how many times and i think they'd made the smart decision like any good filmmaker would and they put rosario dawson in their movie yes that's always a good decision <laughs> yeah. um and i think that was something like you were talking about like oh the the maker of Venom and Venom 2. But it was just like the <laughs> the original trailer for this movie pointed out very intentionally um, Academy Award nominee, Academy yes. Award nominee, Academy Award nominee, and Academy Award winner all, all headlining this cast and coming back to this movie after 10 years. There's a reason this movie's good. The cast is yeah. amazing. They're perfectly cast in the roles they're in. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, man, I can't wait until we get some more. I hope we get more. Even if we don't, it wraps up on a perfect note. Just like the first one did. The first one wrapped up on a perfect note, and we didn't need another one, but we got another one. So this one wraps (laughs) up on a perfect note, too, and I am glad to see another one if they want to do it. And if this creator, main, you know, if the director, at least the main drivers, want to move forward, um, well, because the writers came back, too. They ended up, you know, later writing Deadpool and whatnot. Um the director passed up taking the sequel to Venom in order to make this. So that tells me that he, you know, he had this surprise box office hit with, with Venom, regardless of what, I guess I will at least just have to say that I think of it. And you're not alone, Josh, you're not alone. I know, but I I also don't want to be one of those shitheads. Like, you know, the internet hates it, right? (laughs) And that's my opinion, but it's the fact that, he saw that and was probably very clearly offered the chance to continue in that franchise and said, you know what? I'm going to go back and make this sequel to this movie I made a decade ago instead. Tells me he's not afraid to make that professional choice. So if right. the opportunity for a third comes along at some point, I would hope that he and the uh, the awesome uh, writers uh, come back and, and revisit it too. And I love that at the very end, it's not really a spoiler, but they make the same note that they made at the end of the first movie with Columbus going out with, and until next time, at yeah. the very end of this movie. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I really hope that that's a sign that they're going to keep doing this. Because that cast works so fucking well together, I can't wait to see more. Yeah, this was fun. I don't hold it as much as, as high and, and revere to think as much as you guys do, but it was good. It was, I enjoyed it. Oh, that's right. I forgot you could actually chime in on this one. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's true. We we did the we did the first one. We did yeah. I went and saw this in the theater with you guys. You did. That is that is right. And if if it was passable, I'm assuming it didn't make your list anywhere. It did not. But, no. <laughs> but uh So it was it was fine. For a, yeah. a horror comedy, if it could get the Labic stamp of well, quasi okay approval. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't. It didn't give me nightmares, and I didn't pass out, so we're all good. Fair enough. That's a that's a big stamp from Brian. That's it was <laughs> enjoyable, in spite of the fact that it could have given him nightmares and made him pass out. <laughs> that was a potential possibility, and he still enjoyed it. That's right. Uh, Paula, Andy, anything to add for <laughs> Zombie Land Two? I feel like it's always like Paula, Andy. Anything? Anything? I'm Hello. Just, I'm just checking. Knock, knock, I want to sleep. You guys there? hanging? I uh, love horror. Horror comedy is not my my bag. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I love the original movie. Like, it's awesome. I'd watch it anytime it's on. Like, I'll put it in. It's 
just a fantastic movie and i had very good intentions in going to see this in the theater and then i just didn't <laughs> just didn't. because reasons I just didn't like yeah i just yeah. i just Life didn't make it i just and, yeah. and i actually had several times where i had not solid plans but like yeah let's go see that this weekend and then everything just kind of fell through so it, it happened several times that i wanted to and i just didn't make it you just not find the right people to go to movies with andy yeah i think yes. i think you've got plenty of potential here where Every, everybody here well pa- paulo i think needs some help too but her new year's resolution is to see more movies so i think i think we're all good one a month at least that's 12 <laughs> it's a good start yeah. yeah. So that'll be your list for next year. You'll be all good. Exactly. Um, all right. So Paula, number six. So I had to really decide if this was going to be my six or my seven, but I moved it up to six. Shazam was my number seven um, because I'm slightly invested in this character now. So um, that's why I got bumped up. But it is Spider-Man Far From Home. Ooh. Yeah, nice. Um, is my number six. I really enjoyed Homecoming more than I liked Far From Home. Um, but the story was interesting. I was optimistic about what what was going to happen. Am I allowed to like talk about what happened? I feel <laughs> no. like if you Spoiler haven't stuff at the end seen of the movie, it by no. I feel like if you haven't seen it by now. Nope, I'm not gonna no, we're not gonna do it. Okay. Um <laughs> so it was it was an, an interesting movie. I liked it, and I again, I'm I'm invested. I really enjoyed Homecoming, so um, it kept my attention. I had a fun time watching it. So yeah, Spider Man: Far From Home is my number six. I just love MJ. She's amazing. She's so sassy. Yeah, yeah. That old cast is great. I, I love that cast. And yeah. I'm not a big Gyllenhaal fan. Um, not my I favorite. Th- I thought he did an okay job in this role, he did though. An okay job. He was horrible. So I like. Yeah, I like. I liked him a lot in this movie. I, for sure. I actually would yeah. have liked his character to be even more of what he was. Like if like on a scale of one to ten, I feel like his character was only at like a seven. He was a sinister douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> and but it Just was like turn it up a few notches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So can I ask what what like quality do you think was a part of homecoming that wasn't a part of Far From Home that makes you like homecoming more i well i do like the interaction with the kids more like that was a fun time for me for far from home like being on the bus trip with you know with ned i just i liked the storyline with um uh michael keaton better okay i it, it's hard to actor, compete with a michael keaton right a better yeah. actor better story i mean he was pretty dark and you know it was our first real full Tom Holland movie. And I love Tom Holland. I don't know too much about Spider-Man before Tom Holland. Um, (laughs) That was something we talked about too, was watching the other Spider-Man. I've never Spider-Man before Tom Holland. (laughs) Um, It's gotta be everybody, you know, everybody has a first. That's fine. But I love him. I think he's like naive enough that I believe it. And adorable. Yeah. And a pinch his cheek. He is all of that. Cute little Spidey. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's my number six. Um, I think this will probably appear on a lot of our lists. Uh, it's it's higher for me. Yeah, uh, it's also higher for me. 
Um, the the point I would make different from my opinion of it is that I actually liked Far From Home more than I liked Homecoming. Um, I would still say I agree with like um, Michael Keaton above Jalen Hall, Vulture above Mysterio, but because of Mysterio, um, I'm not going to get into what it is. We get one of the coolest scenes in any movie this year. Um, again, I, no spoilers, but there is one sequence in this movie that is absolutely awesome to watch. Specifically, let's compare notes if we're thinking of the same thing because I, I, if we're on the same page, I fucking love that thing too. Yes. Yeah. I, I, a thousand times, yes. Yeah, it is awesome. Um, again, we're not gonna get into what it is, but the comedy's there. These kids are great. Um, Jacob Batalon, Batalon. I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that plays Ned. Ned. He's awesome. He's perfect in the role he's in <laughs> for being like that quirky, odd friend who does things that don't make sense and then is a complete fucking dork about it the whole time, and it's great. But, <laughs> but is 100% comfortable in his skin. Yes. yes. he's That's what I love. Ned is 100% comfortable with being that pure dork, and he doesn't care. Like, it's great. Um, I really like yeah. the uh, the teachers. I thought were pretty funny as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, JB Smoove and uh the guy Martin, the, the Martin Starr. Martin Starr. Yeah, yeah. I love me Martin Starr. Uh they were great. Um again, I don't want to spoil any of the jokes, so I don't want to tell you why. Yeah, but yeah, they were yeah. great. Um and yeah, th- I mean this just this had a very fun Spider-Man feel to it. And I feel like in Homecoming I felt like that was something that was maybe missing a little bit for me was like the, you know, Tom Holland felt like Spider-Man. Michael Keaton felt like Vulture. It worked in those senses, but the story itself, it kind of Spider-Man a little bit for me. This one really went steered right into being Spider-Man story. And I really enjoyed that. There's something about this movie for me that I think is infinitely rewatchable. Yes. And it's very easy. If the fact that it came after Endgame, it was exactly what I think we all needed after Endgame. Catharsis. Yes. It, it did feel right, yeah. And like I I think I saw this, I don't know, four times in the theater. I just kept going back. I was like, just give me an excuse to go. So I, I really like this movie. I I'm with Mike. I think I like it more than Homecoming. I think I'd put it higher up on my list. Um it's it might even be in like my top five for sure, maybe top three. MCU movies, I'd really have to sit down and make my list, but it is it is up there for me. I I really like this one a lot. For for live action Spider Man, it is definitely yes. my favorite. I don't yes. think it beats out Spider Verse. No, I would agree. But yeah, for live action Spider Man, it's my favorite. I think one of the yeah I don't one of the aspects, have too much else to add other than it's great. One of the aspects of Black Widow that I'm looking forward to is hopefully getting back to. Uh, characters and especially villains perhaps um or just, just i guess character powered characters all around who as actors or actresses have to do more when they're making the movie than seem like they're moving their hands and then energy happens <laughs> <laughs> i guess is that what ha- I, I i think it's getting to the point with 
certain things and, and this is a dc problem as well where just we're relying a little too much on of course that beam of energy and light shot from me and i guess it hit you so that hurts you uh, there's just like so many different flavors of it but it's effectively seeming like it does the same thing without doing anything different from one person to another and whatnot so getting a bit more back to grounded um would be welcome to my opinion um yeah i don't know that's that was just one, one thing i observed with mysterio as a character you know no matter what like his arc that is part of his get up you know yeah. you're not you're never gonna get away from that so just getting a, a, away from what that is supposed to represent and just like yo look at me well it's this shape this time or it's that color like okay Fair. i need something a little bit different now uh anything else to add for spider-man uh this was actually my number six as well Woo! yeah all right that'll work there you slide that you're, right across your spider friends um all right so then we'll go on to mike's number six we already talked about jay and silent bob yes which brings us to my number six my number six was yesterday oh which was the danny boyle directed uh guy that like one of the few guys on earth that remembers the beatles and everybody else forgets them and oh i i wanted to see that pretty solid yeah, I wow. actually was really kind of surprised by that, and I I didn't really know what to expect. I like I like the Beatles, but I'm not like hardcore Beatles fan. But I I dug it a lot. It was a lot funnier, I think, than I expected. I don't think um, I knew that was a Danny Boyle movie. I check me on that, but I'm I'm. Oh no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, it, that surprised me because it does not seem like his typical flavor. Right, and that's I think what stuck out to me too when I remember looking at that or finally seeing that, but. Um, I think the only thing I really knew was Lily Lily James from Baby Drivers in it, and it like the I think the trailers looked like the hook of it is like you know the Beatles are so recognizable, and then how does everyone kind of forget them? And I was like, well, that's a good hook. I I'm curious enough to just check it out. So yeah, I didn't have a lot of expectations going in, but it, I thought it was really really solid. Sarah will be jealous. She's a Beatles maniac, and we haven't got to see that yet. Yeah, I, Ooh, all right. I, I was intrigued by the trailer, but I did not see it yet. We did almost I... watched it on Sunday. We almost did. <laughs> what does that mean? We watched The Witcher instead. Okay. Like we started watching The Witcher. Like, oh, it's yesterday or The Witcher? What are we going to do? Okay, Witcher. And we were just talking about that. So curiosity got the better of you it and you did. decided to go with The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, but that was it's like, oh, yesterday's up there. Should we? No. But maybe now we will. Yeah, I think I I definitely think it's good. I, I would highly recommend checking it out. Yeah. yeah, you could watch yesterday, tomorrow. Yesterday? <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, that was crazy, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess if no one else saw it, we can we can jump back to Josh. Oh gosh. Um. Okay, we're at number five, right? Number five. Mm-hmm. Number five. Okay. Um. Okay. I gotta stop picking movies that I'm pretty sure only me and Mike have seen. Um. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, and this is—I'm assuming this might be actually, even though I'm, even though I'm at five, this might be higher on his. Uh, my five is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I know why you're assuming it is. It's not. But... Oh, all right. Um, if no one else has 
seen it. We don't have much to say about it. I guess I would just uh, say it, it. It's it's a longer movie. I mean, it's it's a Tarantino, long. so it's long. Um, yeah. I feel like it's. I don't remember offhand. I feel like it's shorter than the Hateful Eight was, but um, or like right on par. But it's in the same kind of zone. Yeah, it's like close Two to and three and hours. There, there is a scene that Leonardo DiCaprio does a sequence so his his character for the context of why this makes sense caprio dicaprio's character in the movie is an actor who used to have a bit of fame on like a 1950s ish um like cowboy show and he's not really you know at the top of his game anymore like an a-lister and whatnot so he takes this part in a production and so in the movie of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there is a scene of the movie that he's his character is in that they're filming. It's a very long sequence. And that's what makes Tarantino movies so long is that they just roll. And he will take 10 minutes to just give you a whole scene if that's what he wants. And this whole sequence is, in my opinion, the it is my favorite part of the whole movie um, for what was otherwise a pretty enjoyable movie to begin with. Um, but it was, it might be the favorite thing, my favorite thing I've ever seen DiCaprio do. Like not just, not just the movie, but like that one particular thing. Yeah. And again, this doesn't make my list this year. It's made my most anticipated list very high. Yeah. And, uh, it does not make my favorite movies and I can explain why. Um, I feel like there is... No, 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 no. <laughs> because I, I did like hated it. it. <laughs> but <laughs> hated it. I can explain my reasoning, at least. Um, and that is very simply, this movie has a few scenes in it that I feel like are among the absolute best scenes you're going to see in any movie this year. Okay, but as a whole, mm-hmm. I felt like the movie had major issues okay that bugged me for a tarantino film i felt like he was a little bit sloppier than he usually is and i think that's what bugged me usually tarantino has these stories in his mind and he wraps them up in these nice neat little balls and they have these fantastic threads that all pay off and everything makes sense and everything comes together and i felt Again, Josh, you and I can talk more about this Mm -hmm. um, separately without spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I felt like there was a lot of that missing. Okay, um, I can see see that. Um, The best thing I could say is that, um, without spoiling anything, it's really hard. But uh, to to not... To speak of. But it just... It works on a lot of levels. There's Tarantino here. The scenes are very Tarantino. They're peak Tarantino. They're fucking amazing. Yeah. I just didn't feel like that they made the most coherent film. That's fair. Whereas a movie like Django has those same scenes and that same fantastic ability, and it makes a A to B storyline that I feel like is effective start to finish and makes sense. Gotcha. And I and I didn't have that here. I'm with you. So that that's the best I can do without spoilers. Yeah, that's all you guys, because I didn't see this one either. I didn't see it as well. I did not see it, but I'll be interested to see what happens during award season because I know we just started with the Golden Globes and 
um, yeah, I'll be interested to find out what happens Oscar time. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised to see Brad Pitt um, get some acknowledgement for this. They were well, both I, nominated. Yeah. I was say I could look Golden that up Rose. right now because they announced the Oscar nominations. Mm. Yeah. yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets acknowledgement. I'm sure Leo, of course. Leo does Leo, man. Does Leo ever not end up on that nomination list when he does a movie? Yeah, right. Uh, but like, but he's like... only but he's only won once. Yeah, but he's still always there. Like yeah. it's, he's good enough to always be there, but he's uh, only been good enough to win one time. It is nominated for best picture, best director, lead actor for DiCaprio, supporting actor by Pitt, screenplay, original screenplay, cinematography, costume design, production design, sound mixing, and sound editing. Jesus. And I would agree with a lot of those. Maybe not screenplay, but for the reasons a lot you said, of, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, for the reasons I said, maybe not screenplay, but the rest of it, it it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it really is. It just certain things that didn't add up bug me. Well, it is based off of a true relationship, correct? Um, it is based off of the Manson murders. I mean that they they plugged that the whole time when they were yeah. doing it. So it's taking place around the time of the Manson murders, and they kind of made that known. If it um, if it was based off a real relationship of it's this not. like actor, and I mean that's just something I'm not aware of. If it I was. looked it up afterwards, oh okay, oh, okay. Ne- neither of them ever actually existed. They, okay. they, if they did, they you know was very deep. Um, oh, that's right. I feel thinking. like I read. I couldn't. I don't remember who it was off the top of my head, but um, that he kind of modeled DiCaprio's character off. Of yeah. like one or two specific type of actors that sort of had that career arc. Dalton's yes. relationship with Cl- with Cliff Booth is based on Burt Reynolds and his longtime stunt double Hal Needham. There you go. There you go. Dalton was inspired by actors. Did, oh, I'm did sorry. Not live next door to Sharon Tate. <laughs> <laughs> right, and even even Burt Reynolds, like, so it feels like they took that relationship, but then took it back in history a little further. Right. Well, yeah, that were like Burt Reynolds was still because, an A-lister at that time, right? And and then even like the idea that, like he 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 also kind of borrowed from the idea of like speci- an actor who was like specifically, you know, at one point in his career, the star of you know one of the like spaghetti western shows, yeah, and they kind of like yeah melded some things together. So that's why I can I can see why it's viewed the way it is. But um, yeah, I I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. I feel like it's probably all we're going to get as far as everybody else chiming in. Yep. So let's go on to Paula's number five. Woo! Number five. Um, that would be Frozen 2. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good pick. Back to Arendelle. No. Um, <laughs> wow. This movie was absolutely gorgeous. Um, I did not love it as much as the original Frozen, but they did not um, fall short of a great storyline. We were all curious to how they were going to bring back Frozen 2. Like, how is that going to happen? But um, the ending was surprising, which I really enjoyed. Uh, the very end, Great. I was like, what just happened? That's amazing! Um, <laughs> Olaf's new song is so great. Um, I love Kristoff's power ballad in the middle of it. Um, I'm glad they leaned into that. Oh, man, yeah. that was great with the reindeer as, like, queen. and Oh, man, it was so good. But the storytelling was just fun. 
the movie was beautiful just as i mean just as beautiful as the original and no you didn't quite get let it go and they made fun of it a little bit which was amazing mm-hmm. um but into the unknown was beautiful they're making fun of it a little bit like elsa singing at 2 a.m at the castle and all the villagers are trying to sleep yeah <laughs> i've seen some funny things about that but um <laughs> yeah i thought it was a great story i'm singing the songs and uh i'll definitely own the movie when it comes out yeah i agree it wasn't i, don't, I still think the first one's better mm-hmm. but this was very very solid i did like it a lot it didn't make my top 10 but uh probably just missed the cut so i'd, I'd call it an honorable mention i enjoyed it from beginning to end this I... is on my need to see it list didn't it, see it it's yet. enjoyable need to. yeah um paula i think in the last couple of months as i like swallowed a bunch of podcasts and um like such a weird phrase writings on <laughs> the uh the star wars franchise before rise of skywalker came out and then following it um in the last few months i've actually come to realize that i think i'm enjoying projects that subvert my expectations and that's very different from just what i want to have happened mm-hmm. and it's very different from doing something strange just for the sake of doing something strange. if it doesn't make sense that's a difference that's a different case that's one of the things i really dug about frozen too as you said the ending never would have guessed that disney would have gone that direction with one of their stories let alone this one that made you know, the first movie made over a billion freaking dollars yeah and you couldn't get away from that song you still can't get away from that song, that song. um so for them to be ballsy enough to kind of take the direction they did and have your characters end up at a, at a slightly different path in the road than you easily could have choreographed that they could have i greatly appreciated that awesome uh andy anything for frozen 2 i did not see it okay well you should (laughs) it sounds like you should and you should wear like every time we come out of these andy has a laundry list of stuff to watch (laughs) and wear your elsa dress and let me tell you i usually don't end up watching them (laughs) (laughs) at least you're honest yeah yeah i honestly it frozen one really sort of um i i I don't know. There was like a Frozen Mania thing going on, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, you got to see Frozen! You got to see Frozen!" So when I finally did see it, I guess I was a little bit let down. Yeah, by it, I can see that. So I agree with that. When Frozen Two happened, I was like, "Eh." And <laughs> I, I originally saw Frozen when Disney Plus came out. I had not watched it up until that point. And wow. Uh, some point after that, I watched it, and I was like, you know, this was good. But it was not as good as I feel like people made it out to be, personally. Yeah. Like, I, I think I'd prefer Moana, honestly. I could see okay. why Moana's solid. Yeah, I like both. I mean, I like both. I just, you know, is what it is. Moana is great, too. <laughs> um, all right, so Andy, you're up for number five. Uh, number five is Captain Marvel for me. Yeah, nice. Okay. Uh, anything to add? Um, I just felt like the '90s MCU movie re- movie 
um, really hit all the notes that I wanted it to hit, and it just it it just felt good. That'll work. Uh, we'll go on to Mike's number five. Uh, my number five was Far From Home. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised, Mike. We're you're. I feel like I'm stealing your thunder this time. And you're after me. That's weird. I know. That is weird. <laughs> Um, all right, so my number five is Ford versus Ferrari. Hmm. I okay. like that movie a lot. I I'm not I, I wouldn't call myself a car guy, uh, but I feel like over the last couple years, maybe it's just more as an adult. But I find myself gravitating more towards like true story movies, like based on a true story or biographical type stuff. Uh, so since this was based on true events and the the war for Le Mans and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? That's curious. I, I'd like to check that out and was pleasantly surprised. I thought this was very, very well done. It was well written. Uh, I think that the pacing even is really good. It just, I don't feel like there's a dull moment. It just moves. And for not really knowing exactly how that story played out, like the historical events and stuff like that, I, I really enjoyed it. That was good. Wanted to see it. Didn't yet. Did anybody else get to it, or am I the only one? Heard good things about it. Yeah, okay. ditto. <laughs> this also makes that need to see it list. <laughs> if you're keeping track, that's number three. Yeah, we Sarah and I did. We took her parents to see it because her uh, dad used to like do street car racing when he was like a teenager and in his twenties. Oh, all right. Um, so we knew like, and he's like he lived through that era too so he was very familiar with a lot of the people and like the company names and then some of the stories behind you know the fabric of the film and whatnot um i will also admit i i found myself enjoying something that contextually like the basis of it i really mostly couldn't care less um but it was very well put together just to at least see can these people do what they're setting out to do? Yeah. And, and for me, that was the compelling part. Um, and it was just very well acted. It was, it was really cool to see Damon and Bale in a movie together. Yeah, for sure. That's the big draw it, for me, really. And this is, uh, and it's, it's Mangold. not wasted. Good. And this is what, uh, James Mangold did after Logan. So That's right. considering That's right. his last two mm-hmm. movies, I'm like, I, I might have to start keeping an eye on this director because I, I fucking love Logan. And yeah. this was really, really good, too. Yeah, the, those two being the last two, that's a good resume to go off of. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, swing back around. Josh, number four. Uh, this is just about where I figured this would end up, and I, I could probably watch <laughs> this a lot. Uh, my number four is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, this is probably really high on my I wish I would have gotten around to see it and I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, agree. It, it's definitely Same worth thing. it. Um, it was high on my it was about, I think, at this spot on my anticipation list. And for all this, all the reasons that I wanted it to be, it was I. I will I don't think it's a it's not a spoiler. Um, it's just more of a preconception warning the movie definitely does not play as a biopic whatsoever of fred rogers okay and almost to the point where and it's not a bad thing this is this is why i liked it so much it's almost like he's not even the central character but i got that feeling from the trailer but 
his everything that you want to see highlighted about him is there and everything that you want to like about him is applied in okay the people you actually are watching and and it's it's so wonderful um and i, I strap in let's get real for a moment um <laughs> the the and and th- this is the part that i i think is sort of presented to some degree in 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 the trailers the the movie is framed around this journalist who is uh told to do an interview story for the magazine he works for with fred rogers in like the late 90s um and this really happened so this is like based on the true story of this journalist's experience doing this and i i I think this is true. I actually haven't gone back to look up the the story and read it. It was only supposed to end up being like a small three paragraph story. And it ended up being like a multi-page cover story of the magazine. He just kept Mm. diving in and going deeper and deeper and just made this whole big thing. The journalist that they've presented had severe family issues and severe issues with his father. And that definitely hits home with myself and there are a few times in my life um after my father was no longer in my life that i've experienced something that makes me shake and like i feel like five things at one time like i'm I'm shaking with anger and rage, but I'm also happy for like potential positive outcomes. It's, it's like this really weird mix of emotions. Um, but there's an arc of the journalist story throughout this movie that, and like, we're watching this in a theater and I like, I was there with my mother. So it's like Sarah, my mom and me, and if you've ever had those moments, I don't know if everyone has them, it's possible they do, where you have been driven to cry so hard that you, especially like if you're in a public place like that, that you literally have to keep yourself from, like you have to keep yourself still because if you don't, you otherwise would just like explode with energy. It was that for me, and I know that's not what everybody's going to experience because of that, but because it was that for me, it felt great, though. It was almost like this weird, horrible feeling, but it was so cathartic. Yeah. And what the the way that they can present something like that while also showing you what a wonderful part that someone like Fred Rogers can play to someone who's experiencing that, um, what was was wonderful. I'm 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 happy that I for, for about two minutes I'm happy that I felt so shitty. <laughs> um, and the, the the they made a very very good movie in honor of that person. I think. And I think it was a good idea not to just make another straight biopic because I think the documentary, Won't You Be yeah. My Neighbor, already did that. 
Yeah. And it was only a year before, so they didn't need to do that again. Right. Um, so the road that they took was, was a smart choice. And I think they did a wonderful job doing that band justice. And I 100%, even if you're obviously not going to have the same experience that I did for the reasons I've stated, there's there's just hope and love and joy in this. And I know it's easy to say these things the last couple of years, last decade, whatever time frame you want to choose, but it just feels like, goddamn, we just need reminded and we need some things that are just good. And I'm happy I mean, this exists. It, I mean, uh, the world needs another Fred Rogers. Yes, desperately. Um, I think even if there's something that we can take away um, from Won't You Be My Neighbor and then this movie in and of itself, which I haven't even seen it yet, but from Fred Rogers is that you know, Fred Rogers is the person we should all aspire to be. And in a lot of ways, I, I appreciate the um, recent surge in appreciation for him and the person he was being presented to us on a national scale again. Um, so I would say, yeah, I definitely am going to watch this, and it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like I would rather watch this type of movie at home than in a theater. <laughs> um, it just because it's, I, I can pay more attention to it, strangely enough, when I'm at home, and really appreciate it more, in that sense. And um, I don't think it's available at home yet. So when it gets there... It's probably coming soon, because this was a... I want to say like mid November, right mid November release. Yeah. So it's probably sometime like end of February, beginning of March. Yeah. And that's when I plan to watch this. But folks, just be like Fred Rogers. <laughs> I mean, if you can if you can model your life like Fred Rogers, you're doing a damn good job. He's a role model for everybody, right? Yeah. So for sure. That's one I think even I haven't seen it either, but just the message I feel like of positivity that comes out of watching a movie like that, I feel like was the the consensus for people that have seen the movie. I, I haven't got to see it, it but now it's my number one. <laughs> there you go, Josh. You sold it. You did. It's, questioning like just yeah. general, how much of it was filmed here? Did they film the whole thing in Pittsburgh? Was it filmed in different places? Do you know anything about that? I mean that? Hanks was off, here. Yeah, for sure. I know that. I, I know like there was I, stuff about that but i don't know if they did like there there is some stuff that the they obviously did like on location shooting in new york because that's where the journalist lived okay um but aside from that they i i think that anything that looks like it was shot on location if, if the setting is supposed to be pittsburgh was probably pittsburgh there's Fair very enough. there's very little that looks like they intentionally just went like oh let's fly everyone to la and do sound stages and whatnot right um like there's definitely like you know some exterior shots of wqed they shot some stuff in his actual studio there wow and, and those kinds of things and there's some stuff in like pit i wouldn't say like indistinct pittsburgh neighborhoods but like neighborhood shots in places where you're like oh that's probably pittsburgh <laughs> yeah i was gonna say there, there's, there's probably like i always imagine like that movie having like definitely filmed things in squirrel hill 
I and and to some degree, I think a little bit. I, I can't nail down in my head. The, the journalist also has, if I remember, the journalist has ties to Pittsburgh too. Like the, his his. Okay. I think his father might have been from the area, so that like drew him also back there at, at times. Um, but yeah, there's one or two two scenes, and I'm like, I think that might be a Squirrel Hill neighborhood that they use for some exteriors. It's a popular neighborhood for that. Yeah, and I could be wrong. The one the one scene might because his Fred Rogers' wife is still alive, and mm-hmm. I don't know if she still lives where their primary house was or not. But I feel like at least for some exterior shots of some stuff, they did use his, you know the house that he predominantly lived in as an adult hmm. right. I, I, I could be wrong about that but it i always am interested when they do like these biography type movies where they're following a real person how much authenticity they go for and so stuff like that's really cool to know uh andy anything to add um i didn't i didn't see it but i heard Tom Hanks was excellent in it, and it's a movie that I would like to see. Okay. Yeah, I definitely I have to get around to this one too. I have to keep an eye when it, when the release is. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to Paula's number four. That would be Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. Second chance. Anything to add? It was awesome. That's a that's a good ad. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Florkin. <laughs> Motherflurkin. Uh Andy, number four. Uh my number four was Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah, okay. Because I am a sucker for Godzilla movies and I felt like this hit all the notes that I wanted Godzilla movie to hit. You know, it was epic and I don't know. It's just his roar just gives me chills when it happens and it just I get pumped <laughs> up for it, so I don't know. I just picture Andy bouncing around the theater like a little kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where my knee more where that more yeah, my knee just keeps going and stuff. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Shake the person in front of you. Oh my god, did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is one. Every time I watch it, I like it more. I came out after my first like viewing of this uh, Godzilla movie, and I did not uh, have that high of an opinion of it. And every time I watch it, this just grows on me more and more. Um, so it didn't make my top 10, but it's, again, right outside. Um, because it's like, it, it's growing on me, and it's growing on me. And I'm thinking, man, I really hope like Godzilla vs. Kong is uh, lives up to that hype. Yeah. So I, I only saw this once. I think Josh, this is what we saw in the Big D, right? We went to go see this in the Big it D. It was <laughs> the Big D. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's what we'll, 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 we'll get <laughs> we'll get to that later because I have a little something to 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 bring up as my own little like su- surprise category yeah, okay. thing. So we'll we'll revisit. <laughs> um, I I've only seen it once. I felt disappointed from it coming out of the first viewing, but Mike, upon you saying I should rewatch it, I'm gonna have to. I will have to watch it again and see if it comes around but as of right now i've only got one viewing under my belt and did not make my lists i'm very interested in this big d (laughs) a very large d it was it was was a theater specifically for the format of the screen yeah the the dolby theaters are definitely something that would be worth watching this movie in for sure okay um yeah 
not what I expected. Yeah, neither do we. It, with a title like that, we just had to go. Yeah. Understood. Uh, Everybody right. needs a big D. <laughs> That's what we thought. Uh, Mike, number four. My number four is The Irishman. Uh, this is uh, Scorsese, and this is the story. This is a story. Um, I don't want to say true story necessarily like it's a partially true story um it follows a lot of the events surrounding the mob and the teamsters and jimmy hoffa um basically throughout their lives and all the ties and connections he had with the mob and everything like that during that time and um it's uh an excellent movie that could have been an hour shorter, but also couldn't have been at the same time. Because <laughs> this movie's clocking in, I think, at three and a half hours, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. It is long. That's a miniseries. It is. <laughs> it is long. I've heard pretty much everybody say, watch it in two sittings. I watched it in one while I was sick in bed. So I managed because I wasn't getting up and going anywhere anyways. Um, and I was actually really impressed. Um, yeah, the CGI is not great to make Robert De Niro uh, look younger. I felt like it was okay for Joe Pesci. Um, but the CGI is not the best. You know, he still moves like an old man, even if his face looks like a young man. Um, <laughs> and uh, and that's okay, though, because the acting quality is still there. Joe Pesci is fucking phenomenal in this movie. Um, this might be his like best acting performance ever. Uh, as a supporting actor, he is unbelievable. Um, That's saying and, a lot. I mean, Joe yeah. Pesci's good in a lot of movies, like My Cousin Vinny and Casino. Goodfellas. Lethal Weapon. <laughs> yeah. Home Alone. Um, Home Alone. Or was, it, was he in Heat? It's been a while since I watched. As, as we all start to rack our brains, who the fuck is in Heat? <laughs> There's a lot of people in Heat. I don't. I, 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 don't I know. That's what I mean. The cast yeah, I don't remember for Pesci from being in Heat. Um, but I mean, he is so good in this. Um, Pacino and De Niro, man, they give you the Pacino and De Niro performance you're expecting. Um, Pacino as Hoffa is decent. He's pretty good, you know. Um, he hasn't been in a movie in a while. At least I haven't heard of him in a, in a movie in a while. Uh, that's a good question. I don't remember what he's been in recently. He has a s- Amazon series actually going right now. I, yeah, I remember oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I guess that that was actually filmed probably after this was. Yeah, because that's not even out yet. Yeah, it's like coming soon still when you go onto Amazon. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, this movie it's classic Scorsese. Um, every character is well developed. Every scene is well thought out. Every plot line is wrapped up. Um. And, you know, not going to get into any spoilers of it, um, but, man, it, it's good. And definitely worth watching, even if you have to do it in multiple sittings. Um, get through this film, eventually. Get through it. Appreciate how good it is start to finish. You know, I mean, this is... A movie that, you know, because it's so long and tells the a very intricate and detailed story of uh, these people's lives, it uh, definitely is worthy of the uh, nominations and maybe awards that it could win. 
Did, any, did anybody else see this besides Mike? I haven't seen it either. I have, not, not, I have not seen it. Okay. You're riding solo, Mike. I am not surprised. That's the last one I'm really going to get <laughs> to talk about before anybody else. So I'm glad that I got one yeah. last one in All right. on my own. That's fine. <laughs> um, all right. So we'll move on to my number four. My my number four is probably on no one else's list at all. I don't think anybody saw this movie, but Stuber is my number four. <laughs> I did see Stuber. I fucking loved it. I thought it was hilarious. It surprised the crap out of me. Camille and Dave Batista, I thought, made an excellent team. Batista is fucking hilarious. And I I I liked that there was an actual story reason why he has to take an Uber driver as a policeman. Like yes. it works for what they do. And it's a hilarious reason. And it makes Yes, and it makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, I just watched it again recently. I thought it was just as funny as the first time. Um, but I, I feel like there's, for anyone that's watched it, I feel like it's, it's quotable. There's, there's, and that's the yes. best thing about a comedy is there, there are quotable stuff in there for, if you've seen it, it's great to quote that to other people that have seen it. Um, just be in on the joke. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it's, it's great. It's funny. I, if you haven't seen it, seen it, if you're curious, just. Check it out. I thought it was great. And it's got that big guy, little guy comedy thing going yeah. on for the buddy yeah. combo that really wouldn't work anymore. If you've seen the recent pictures of uh, Kunail or however you say his yeah. name, he bulked up for his role in the Eternals. Yeah. He's a lot bigger now. So I feel like there's something to be said about like the buddy cop genre. Like There hasn't been a lot of that recently. At least so not good ones. Fit, yeah, it fit a niche for me that I feel like I've been mitching. It, mitching. Why can't I say it? missing? There you go. We got there. there I is. like mitching. Yeah, mitching. We've been, we've been mitching. Mitching that niche. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. So yeah, I. So Mike, I was even surprised you saw it. And nobody else saw that. I correct? watched it. It didn't it make money. Came like, uh, for rental on uh, Amazon. Okay. I took a watch for it because you recommended it before. You had told me you really enjoyed yeah. it. I was like, okay, nothing else to watch right now. Why not give this a shot? And uh, I agree. It was hilarious. It was fun. Um, it doesn't make my list or anything, but um, comedies usually aren't a big hit on my lists. If you look in the past, mm-hmm. I'm sure you see that. But uh, yeah, it was absolutely one of the better, if not my favorite comedy of the year. That's pure comedy. This is up there. Uh, like last year, I think Tag made my list pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that was also excellent. And this one, I think, is up there sort of in the same vein. It's just like a really good solid comedy that I went in with sort of low expectations, kind of was hoping it'd be good, but it was just a lot funnier than I thought. I felt like I was laughing most of the movie, which for me is like, yep, checkbox. We're good. And it's, I think a lot of the reason I framed my list the way I did, it was like, what do I want to rewatch? Like what feels rewatchable to me? And this is one that's like, I will put this on whenever, just like tag and watch it and just have a laugh. It's, it's just like that. I feel like tags better, but I, I would agree. Yes. But, Tag, yeah, I think, is, is higher on my on my all time list and stuff like that for Stuber. But just in this year, that fit that bill for me. Agreed. I would agree with that. Um, Background, Josh. Number three. Knives out. OK, nice. Uh, Paula, number three. Toy Story 4. I'm happy this right. appeared somewhere. I wanted to yeah. fit it. <laughs> somewhere but i it just didn't make it on mine so i'm glad we get to talk about it didn't yeah. make it what it this got it was amazing. gonna get an honorable mention from me too okay so we could talk about forky thanks <laughs> for coming to my ted talk now uh tony hale i i mean arrest development love it so i was like oh he's gonna be in toy story that's amazing so 
Tony Hales as Forky really steals the show. Oh, for sure. Yes. I mean, I watch the TV show now. Forky asks the question. <laughs> My Friday night jam. Yes. Um, but the story, I mean, I cried at the end. Aaron will tell you he did not cry at the end. <laughs> cry. <laughs> We're all crying at the end of the movie. We're never going to let you forget it, Aaron. So Yeah, you can let him know next time you're gaming with him. Hey, I heard you cried during Toy Story 4. <laughs> he was sniffling. I know it. I couldn't hold the tears back. Like, the ending was so emotional. It was so good. Like, I couldn't think it could get, get any better. It does. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this one got me in the feels real good. I love Bo Peep's story. And I know everyone's like, oh, you know, it's the woman. She, you know, they need to give her a role in it. But, no. Like, her story was emotional, too. It was really good. And yeah. I love the, the arc that they played with Bo Peep and... The funky old store with Gabby Gabby and um, Bunny and Shaky were hilarious. Yes, yes. They were a highlight for me. Oh, they were yeah. so good. And uh, it was just a really fun story. They took it in a great direction. I loved what they did, and I would uh, definitely see it again. And I will see it again on Disney+. Plus. Thank you. <laughs> I, I agree with all that stuff, but then I also want to point out that I think Buzz got stupider in that movie and i can't explain why yeah okay and that irritated me yeah There's no so i think that's why i didn't make my top 10 there was maybe his batteries are low it could be <laughs> <laughs> um this did the same for me as frozen did in that it again subverted my expectations i loved that ending yeah things that yeah. make sense that are still good just that I don't like how it made me feel. <laughs> you know, get that crap out of here. I, it was a good choice. It was, it, you mm -hmm. never would have saw that coming, and it makes sense. It works. I feel like, Josh, you keep saying, like, uh, the stuff that subverts your... I feel like every time you say that, it's for a movie where I'm like, are you... The, Part of it is the reason I don't like it, too. I think I don't agree with the ending either. And I think as much as I try to be like, well, everybody's entitled to their opinions and stuff. But I think that holds a big, a big bit of it for me. It's like I, I didn't agree with the way that story ended. And I think that that irritated me, which we can get into specifics yeah. after we're done recording and stuff and talk about it. But because I don't think we ever really did a review for the movie to sit down and actually hash it out. But Well, right. And that's I, I think that's the difference that I mentioned with Frozen, which was... Um, there, there's just th things that you, that you, don't. There's things that you just don't like, and and not, I'm not going to open this can of worms, but that's what I think goes to the heart of the Last Jedi and into Rise of Skywalker discussion in a lot of ways is Last Jedi started to subvert expectations, and people didn't like that. That doesn't mean they were stupid. That doesn't mean they didn't make sense. People just didn't right. like them. And that's okay not to like them, but people conflate what they don't like with what is stupid or wrong. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's and, right. Yeah, yeah. Testify. And so that, that's, that's where I think the difference is. Like, I am appreciating things that present me with something that come out of left field that also seem like ballsy moves. And someone can still not like them if it's not like, so with Toy Story, for instance, if it wasn't, if you didn't like that story choice as much and how that made you feel, that's fine. 
but it doesn't sound like you're making the argument well that is then the stupid decision that was a dumb decision that was this you you didn't like it okay that is okay correct yeah it's it's i feel like then we start to see this as disney is trying to make sure that you're not going into a movie expecting just getting what you expect the same outcome the disney outcome that they were known for totally the disney outcome it was a good outcome but yeah you know these are hard decisions frozen too I mean, Anna and Elsa had to make hard decisions. And same with Woody. That was a hard decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, so. my favorite part of Toy Story 4 was the uh, freakish dead silence marionette puppets that worked in oh, the store. No. Oh, no. <laughs> That's definitely more in your wheelhouse oh, yeah. than. <laughs> I love it, and I knew like they they hammed it up and played just into everybody that hates how those things look. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get nightmares from Zombieland, but that's the movie. <laughs> Jesus, there you go. That's Brian in a nutshell, folks. <laughs> no, no nightmares from Zombieland, but Toy Story Four. <laughs> that stuck with him for months and still haunts his dreams. I definitely relate to the having an existential crisis <laughs> spork so. i did not see this one um nor did i yeah okay i think it's got to be hitting disney plus sometime soon right i hope so i, I would like already, to watch it it already I has i think it might already be there yeah oh, okay is it well, there i have to watch it yeah because I, I know it's on home video like you yeah can it's buy been there Blu-ray for, it was like already. may that it released wasn't it something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like this and Captain Marvel and like Endgame were some of like the big titles that they were advertising were going to be on Disney Plus because the Netflix agreement had expired for anything released in 2019. Right, right, right. So they're like, mm-hmm. hey, as soon as this goes yeah. live, you can get Toy Story. Okay. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is Duke Kaboom. I'm sorry. <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> yes, I, Canada. Yeah. He, he, he was a I'm good time. Now. I will definitely say that. It was a good time. We're all like, why is Keanu Reeves in Toy Story? Oh, the, and I have to point out too, anyone that watches Toy Story 4, stay till the very, very end of the credits. There's a payoff there that you're waiting all movie for and you don't realize it's there until you stay and watch it. It's fucking great. We'll I forget do. what it is. Don't tell me because I'm going to go back and yeah. watch it soon <laughs> and I want to be surprised again. But I remember it being fun. Okay. Uh, number three, Andy. Uh, number three for me was Star Wars Rise Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Anything to add? Uh, no, I think the review that we did pretty much gave my thoughts on. <laughs> yeah, really, anytime I feel like we mentioned Rise of Skywalker, it's just like, go listen to our three and a half hour review that we did. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about that one enough. Because it's there. <laughs> when I, because I listened to the episode, so as soon as I opened the file, and I typically listen to stuff on my commute or at work sometimes... I immediately texted Brian three and a half hours, <laughs> question it's mark, question Wars, mark, exclamation man. point. We did a Star Wars. Yeah, I think I, did, I came back and pretty much like, that's par for the course for Star Wars. It I don't is. know why you expected anything shorter. Yeah, at least this made sense that this was for a full film review and not just a trailer. That's yeah, a fair point. Yeah. Or a discussion about rumors and leaks <laughs> yeah. and possibilities yeah. and Snoke theories and whatever the hell we have discussed as well. Yeah, there's a plethora of Star Wars stuff out there. Yeah. All, all of it way too long, but it's there. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Mike number three. John Wick three. Oh, okay. 
Anything to add? Uh, we talked about it enough already. Okay. We're pretty good on that. Awesome. Yep. Uh, my number three, Knives Out. Fair enough. So we've already talked about that one also. We're Knives Pals. Well written. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well written, well directed. Fucking great. Go see it. Uh, Josh, number two. My number two we talked about, but much, much earlier. My number two is Doctor Sleep. Mm. I not surprised. Didn't I mean I, I know I kind of gushed about it before, but I le- I legitimately loved the hell out of this. I thought it was extraordinarily well put together. That's fair. I say that having not seen it. Uh, Paula, number two. Endgame. Ooh, first mention of Avengers yeah. Endgame. Yeah. Uh, you guys know why it's not my number one. <laughs> I do, and that's why I'm kind of making the face I'm making, and you know why I'm making yeah. the face. Yeah, so I know you guys all have it as number one. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it, because you guys got it. Yeah, we'll I, get there. Or will it. I yeah. subvert yeah. your expectations and surprise Actually, you. this is this is also Ooh. my number two. <laughs> good, good callback. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, I don't know what yeah, Andy I, would have seen. I'm feeling like I know what the number one is because I feel like he said it's a higher on his list earlier. I don't remember. I'm going to let him. Yeah. I might be wrong about yeah, that. Okay. We'll get around to it now. Yeah. It's marriage I'm curious. story. All right. Do we want to touch on Endgame now or later? Uh, I mean. We've had two mentions. Third mention. Is your we, number we two something on? that hasn't been mentioned? Uh, My number two. We ha- we have mentioned it. Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. Is my number Josh, two. Josh, wow. is your number uh no, mine was, uh, mine was Dr. Sleep. So we're on your number two, Mike. Yeah. Oh, mine's Zombie Lane Double Tap, number two. Okay. I was going to say, we can get to the number ones and see where everybody's at here. Yeah, I think I think that, we, that rounds out our twos. Andy's the only wild card here, though. to talk about if what Andy's number two. Why am I a wild card? I don't think he's a wild card. I think I, I know it should be his number, number one. one. Yeah, I know us three and I know Apollos is. Okay, so Brian, myself, and Josh are all saying Endgame then. Correct. Yeah, Endgame Paula is my is Star one. Wars. Andy, mm-hmm. number one. It's we know not a wild us. card. It's a Joker. Joker. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. I don't so know. Too big I just thought I, see that coming. I, I didn't think that I would like this movie, and it so far surpassed my expectations. It just it blew me away. I thought Wild King Phoenix was just fantastic in it. Agreed. Um, and I thought it had a couple of uh, really sort of risky scenes that where I was just kind of like, ooh. But it, it, th- those were what kind of made it my number one, just because it it actually made me go like cringe a little bit, and I don't know. I usually don't do that, <laughs> so. That uh, that would be why. I don't know. It's just I came out of that movie talking about it a lot, and I like movies that make that. Uh, yeah right. That's fair. Um, uh, I haven't seen this one, so I can't contribute. It might really. You haven't seen this. I have not. I haven't, but I would think like a movie person, you would. I'm I see I gotta I almost have to go off people's recommendations because of the 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 horror gore type of stuff I don't know what this movie does and I feel like I have to have someone see it for me and basically say can I handle this movie uh, you're okay it, it's it, it would it, it, it might push a little bit but 
I think he'd be all right. It, it's disturbing, yeah. but I would say yeah. that John Wick is much more violent. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Okay. That's so true. like right. they're, they're, this is more disturbing, but yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I haven't. I, it's not something I was like swearing against the yeah, like i said i was sort of just waiting to see gauge the interest and in, and in reviews and stuff like that so it's it's on, it was on my list of stuff that i should see i just didn't go out of my way to see it um for me uh, i I, th- I said before but i don't think i said it on the podcast at all um joaquin phoenix gets an a plus 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 as many pluses as you want to put on there for his performance he was fucking amazing um the direction um, Todd Phillips did a decent job directing this film. There was a lot of amazing shots. The feel of the movie fits. Everything works. My biggest issue came in with the screenplay. And I didn't... And, like, the story itself was... Okay, so there's a couple things. I don't want to... Again, we can't do spoilers here. No spoilers. But there's one character in the movie that... um, As an actress, appeared on a sitcom that basically plays the exact same role in this movie that she did on the sitcom. And I'm not going to get into that necessarily right now. We'll talk about it off. I see Josh thinking about it, um, but we'll, we'll talk about that after and I'll explain what I mean by that when we're able to talk about spoilers. But I felt like for this movie to really excel at being what it was trying to be, it needed to end differently. Um, okay. And because it, it was very predictable, the way that it ended was what I was expecting it to do. If that makes sense, like sure, because you, you you know it has to probably you you know it yeah. We know the story in order for where to we go, where, where it's going to go, goes. it we, has to yeah. I could I could see that. Like it's the Joker. We know what the Joker is. We know a lot about the Joker. We've seen the Joker in pop culture for what is it now? 70 years. So 80. 80. And yeah, I guess we are in the twenties now, aren't we? Um, <laughs> he just saw Batman just celebrated his 80th anniversary. Okay. And so we know a lot about it and I feel like it needed to go a different direction to really hit that creative spark for me where I feel like so much of this movie was creative except for that. And I feel like that's my own personal opinion. Again, this is not fact about the movie. I'm not talking the movie down. It had so many good things about it and I just couldn't get around the way it ended. I kind of like the way it ended, but I like, I like the shot. I like the scene. I like the feel of it. Don't you like, you get what I'm saying here? Like, again, without spoilers, the shots that you see at the end of the film, I think are fantastic. Like that very end that you see, um, I think is awesome. And it's like, I'm like, yes, this is awesome. But like the rest of the movie led us down a different path is why I oh, okay. felt differently about the ending, I think, um, than it would have been. But that's me personally, and I'll stop there. Josh, I mean, anybody, anybody got anything else to add? Because I got, I got nothing. Not especially. I think I appreciated it for what it was, and I thought it was a really good actors' movie. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. To be honest, I think it's a hard one to sit through. Uh, it's very like emotionally taxing. Um, but it's it's really well done. Don't have anything additional of material consequence to add. Okay. Uh, like I said, I can't contribute because I haven't seen. Um, I don't know. I, I guess that's it for Joker. Do we want to do Paula? Your top one, obviously, Rise of Skywalker was your number one. It's true. Anything? Give you one more chance. Anything you want to add? Do we have three hours? Of- <laughs> Another three hours? <laughs> no. Um. I mean. Yeah, we're living in an age where we're we have Star Wars. I am alive, and there are Star Wars happening right yep. now, and yep. there are theme parks with new Star Wars in it, and TV shows, and I'm loving life to the fullest right now. I'm living my best Star Wars life right now. There you go. Um, it, it, it there were things I did not agree with, um, things I wanted to see happen, but who am I? I'm mm-hmm. just a fan of billions. <laughs> fans and i got some things that i wanted i really got some things that i wanted <laughs> and i got some things that i didn't want um you know we can't it's not paula's world we're not all living in my world so <laughs> i'm going to love this movie i don't love it as much as the last jedi um but i there's certain scenes in here that i love more than certain scenes in the last jedi so yeah um some of the fight scenes are amazing. Some of the, am- yeah. I mean, I didn't cry in The Last Jedi and I cried three times in <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. And it wasn't the first viewing. It was the third viewing when, you know, you're really processing everything a little bit slower. And I appreciated things more that third time. And I know, Brian, you've seen it, what, five times now? Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I've, I'm sorry that things haven't changed for you. It's just, to me, every time I saw it, it got better and better. Like I just we cry. Yeah, regardless of how I feel, I, I yeah, I definitely yeah. think there there are it deserves to be seen twice because it's there's just too much the first time. Agreed. You have definitely. to let it sink in inside of yeah. kind of process and then try there's to a lot take that all that with on. you the second time. Yeah. I don't understand why we couldn't have had episode ten or <laughs> episode nine part one. That's episode nine and ten. Fine with that. (laughs) Part of this is like this is maybe another reason why I'm I'm iffy on it is that I feel like they tried to do two movies in this movie. Basically, they tried to do what eight was supposed to like. They made their own eight and they shoved it in this movie. That's actually yeah. Mm And I'm I'm disappointed in JJ. Um, I had the highest of hopes because The Force Awakens rocked my world. I agree. Yes. Um, so I am disappointed in him. I'm I'm still it's still my number one. It's a Star Wars movie and I'm happy as a clan. And, and that's where I say Yeah, like, I mean I'm still gonna rewatch it. It's no problem we, there. We cry at different yeah. things because there was nothing that jerked at me in this movie except for like one moment that we won't talk about. Last Jedi spoilers off the table, um, at this point, I think. Um the you know, like that movie really got me when it flashes back to Luke you know, projecting himself across the galaxy. And he's there hovering over the rock and he's just holding himself up and doing that at last shot. That choked me up. Nothing in Rise of Skywalker really got me except for one little thing that wasn't... It was a little note that, you know, that they threw in there that we talked about. I talked about it on our review. Yeah, we got full spoilers in the review, yeah. so feel free to but go But other there. than that little bit... 
nothing got me. So I, I guess that's just the difference between people, and that's what makes the world great, right? Is mm -hmm. we all have different opinions on things. Different things affect us in different ways. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's a good thing. Um, all right, so there's one more movie we can talk about on everybody's list is Endgame, Avengers Endgame made. I didn't. I didn't see it. <laughs> really? Because it made your number two. <laughs> um, Ouch. Let me let me trigger the Star Wars folks and say that is a way to end a series. Um, that was kind of my my lead in is Endgame is what I wanted Rise of Skywalker to be. Yes. It was. It was such a great. Ending and cap and culmination of all the stuff cap. that came before it paid. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, was a nice homage to all the stuff, Marvel Easter eggs, fan service, whatever you want to call it. It's all in there. It's the story's still great. It builds to an epic conclusion, which is satisfying, tearful, heartfelt. Like it's, uh, it's so fucking and good. And paves the way forward for a universe that you want to watch continue. Yes. yes. In a yes. meaningful way. And. It leaves that door open, and here we are awaiting for that to really get going again. Because Spider-Man was technically, I guess, the end. End. Mm -hmm, they call yeah. that the end of Phase 4 was the Spider-Man movie. So here we are awaiting to see what happens next. With bated breath. We're all like, where are they going next? We all want to know. And I feel like, to me at least, that's a big difference between Endgame and Star Wars and why... Endgame is so high on my list and Star Wars is much lower is because I actually now I have more anticipation <laughs> as far as where Marvel is going to go with all this future content we know about than I do for Star Wars, which seems over. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah we, we have like the Clone Wars coming, which is still, you know so many years before the events of Rise of Skywalker. We have more of that series coming. Evidently more Rebels coming. Again, way before any of these events, but still stories I want to get wrapped up. But the future of, of Star Wars is completely unknown, completely unpaved out. We have no idea where they're going, if they're going anywhere, or if they're going to go into the past. We have no clue. It's me. We're I'm the next guy. <laughs> <author. laughs> Whereas Endgame, we have this path laid out before us now. And I think... Um, given what they accomplished the first time around. I mean, seriously, guys, if you haven't seen Endgame, what the hell is going on? But, yeah. I mean, even I think, during... Sorry, go ahead. I think the, uh, what, there was probably a three and a half hour review for that as well, right? I, that, was a, that was another was a big one, yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, for me, even just the credits in Endgame were enough to get me choked up for what those people did over the last yes. ten yeah. years. And good call out. Yeah, I mean the appreciation for everybody that put so much work into that over a ten year period. Can't say thank you enough to all of them. Once and there's again. something to be said too. I think when we did our review, like I remember, you know, we dissect some of the plot points and some of the stuff doesn't make sense to us, and try to hash it out and figure out how it could work and what the, what we're missing and stuff like that. All those sort of complaints and and stuff aside, I'm pretty sure I still gave this movie a ten out of ten when we reviewed it because it's just so fucking good. If I recall, so, it was like nine point seven five, if not for the time travel stuff. Yeah, like it just even. So I don't, I don't remember ever, ever rating a movie a ten out of ten in any of the ratings or reviews we've done before. So if that wasn't a sign that this was going to be my number one for the year, I mean, I was still anticipating going into Rise of Skywalker the first viewing. I was still anticipating that taking that That's spot. True. As I'm going yeah. into the theater, I I was like, wow, that took, you know. 
that's because this is going to be my number one because it's Star Wars, it's the end, it's everything. As I'm coming out, obviously that is different for me. <laughs> so I'll I'll tell you guys a secret. I I was uh, I got off work early today, so by the time I got home and settled with some things, it was you know, still like all like three thirty or four o'clock. But uh, I literally I was like I've had kind of a hard shitty week, especially at work. So I was in the middle of Endgame when I had to stop so we could start recording. Uh, <laughs> well, you can watch it. It's so you're going to pick up at the yeah, best, best I, part whenever you come back after this episode. I stopped literally just as Tony, Cab, and Thor are about to step out onto the plane yeah. to, oh. to meet Thanos. Yeah, so the best, the best so I like part. the last like 35 minutes of the movie that I am absolutely going to go watch when we're done. <laughs> yeah, I might I might just do the same thing. I might just skip to that part and watch it anyways. Just because. Um Paula uh Andy, anything to add for Endgame? Uh it was the culmination of twenty two movies, twenty three movies. Twenty I think it was twenty two. I think Spider Man was twenty three. Yeah. I was gonna say I lost count now that we're one past But I I think it was it was a perfect culmination of all those movies and they tied a bow on it and wrapped it real nice and everything just felt so incredibly right with it and you get all the emotions in it. It just it was it was really good. Agreed. And maybe if uh there was a different result for Loki, it might have been my number one. <laughs> yep. Well, no spoilers. I did not spoiler anything. No, that's what I mean. Like, I can't rebut that yeah. because I can't do spoilers. <laughs> You're stuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck. I can't do spoilers and rebut that statement. Checkmate. <laughs> well, okay. So, before we do other categories, I did tally the, the scores here. Oh, boy. For, for Rotten Tomatoes. I lost. Um, yeah, do we want to go like first to or, or last to first as far as ratings yes. here? Who got the best? Sure. All right, so let's see. Starting with, we'll get we'll do critic scores. Uh, all right, critic scores. Andy's at the back with seventy six <laughs> out of his movies. That's still not bad though. Seventy six is a pretty good uh, <laughs> score. Uh, I'm number four at seventy nine. Uh, coming up to tied for, no, I'm sorry, third, Mike at 80. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> tied for first, Paul and Josh at 82. Hey, hey look at that. Nice. Hey, there you go. You guys got the critics scores. And that's mm-hmm. cool because we had very little overlap. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Which That's also weird because you had very little overlap. <laughs> uh, fan scores, we have... Andy at the back <laughs> with 82. <laughs> hey, we do better with the fans than we do with the critics. That's cool. That's true. Um, Paula, number four, 83. Nice. Thank you. Mike and I tied for... Or no, sorry. Damn it. I keep screwing up the order. Josh and I tied. 85 for uh, second place, I guess. First place, Mike with 90. I'm a man the of the score. people. <laughs> Populist. <laughs> Populist, of the people. So, based on Rotten Tomatoes, what's funny is like because of the review bombing that Captain Marvel got, it's a forty-nine <laughs> by the fans. Thanks, Captain. Right. All you that. guys that put Captain Marvel on yeah. there down. 
<sighs> which almost like you have to put an asterisk next to everybody's score that has that in there because that's just I still got a 90% though. That's still that's still really handicap. good regardless. Well, you didn't have Captain Marvel in your list. No, but I'm saying I still I got 90 though. Like 90 You're the only is really one. No, I didn't have it number. either. I'm oh, sorry. Yes. Josh didn't have it either. Well, there you go. When is legitimate? <laughs> um, all right, so let's go around, try to, I guess, quickly go through these lists. If we have, again, no more than three per person. Um, Paul, let's start with Polly because you had your, your lists that were somewhat different than, yeah. than yeah. ours. <laughs> so if you just want um, to run down why your lists are what they are. <laughs> well, as we were talking and we were talking about Keanu Reeves, I saw a movie called Always Be My Maybe. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. On Netflix oh, in May. It was a good movie. Oh, it was so good. Yes. So, is that one of your honorable mentions? It is my honorable mention. Okay, it's a good movie. Especially if, yeah, if people love like those throwbacks where you, like the Goldbergs or Fresh Off yeah, the yeah. Boat, Ali Wong or Randall Park, hilarious. But I, I didn't see, so I was surprised that I didn't see The Lion King. Surprised that I didn't see Rocket Man, Knives Out, or The Dead Don't Die. So I'm very sad that I didn't see those movies. There's still, oh, and How to Train Your Dragon 3. I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> I didn't see it, but I will. So those are those are movies that I really need to see. And I think now after this podcast, I need to see yesterday. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can feel free to report back after you get to any of those off your list. Thanks. We'll do. And then what was the, what was your disappointed list? What, how did you frame your that, disappointment? You know what? I was, I was disappointed and surprised. <laughs> I didn't see those movies. Okay. All right. So, so it's, it's all sort of the same, same it's category. It's all together. Okay. I'm going to do much better this year and make you guys <laughs> more proud of me next year. See, now the podcast can hold you accountable. Yep. Yes. We'll, we'll revisit next year and see where you're at. I had so many free movies like <laughs> my movie club that I needed to like you. Like, oh, wow. I'll have to pay for a movie for a while. There you go. It's the best way to see a movie. Free movies. Yes, Indeed. Exactly. Uh, all right, Josh, we'll do your three categories. Honorable mentions, surprise, disappointments. Okay, so I'm doing all of mine right now. Okay. Uh, my honorable mentions, I no, all right, so I approach this because I always like to point out things that I want to make sure get some airtime, but that don't necessarily mean like this was my 11, 12, and 13. Um, I wanted to point out Us, which I really dug. That was the Jordan Peele follow-up to Get Out. Um, I want to point out a movie called Captive State, which uh, I think I've stated before that I will watch pretty much anything John Goodman is in, and that was no exception with this, but it was actually really cool. It was kind of like living in an alternate world where I think it's like a like post-alien landing on Earth and, okay. and what happens there, but it, it, it was really cool, I thought. Um, I feel like that's vaguely familiar. I feel like I saw a trailer for that and sort of remembered it, but then completely forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, I was probably one of like three people in the theater, and I think I saw like the last week it was going to be out, but it was only in theaters for like two or three weeks. Um, okay. Like maybe that, but I, I really dug it. Um, and then I'll actually uh, throw a bone to Terminator Dark Fate. I, I had a good time with that. Okay. Uh, uh, do you want to do your surprises yes. and disappointments? So I'll go with my, my surprises. Uh, the first was uh, I will shout out Dr. Sleep again because I did not expect it to be anywhere near as enjoyable as it was. Um, yeah. Uh, I added, actually, during the discussion, I added Ford vs. Ferrari to a surprise. Yeah, okay. A, a, 
yeah, had a good time. It was a very compelling story. Um, and then I, Paula, I'm glad you mentioned Always Be My Maybe because I forgot about that, but that was really good. Um, I had another <laughs> Netflix. Surprise. Yeah, I had another Netflix movie on mine, which was Murder Mystery. It's yeah, okay. a That's Jennifer a Aniston and, and Sandler movie. I I actually thought it was pretty good. It it knew exactly what it was. It wasn't trying to be anything else. It was fun. Okay. Uh, disappointments. This was the easiest. Like I said before, this is like the easiest list to ever come up with of any year we've done this. Um, <laughs> Long list. It was actually tough to narrow it down. To yeah. Years. So I'm 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 going to quickly mention four, but only because the fourth one is so bare bones. Um, makes this definition. Because we, it's it's Lego Movie two, but it's for the reasons that were stated during the discussion. It does not mean that I thought it was bad in any way. It just didn't hit the mark for the high high bar that I had set for Lego movies. It, it was still most of what I wanted, but just missed the mark. Um, the other three quickly were Men in Black International, which I don't know how you f up Men in Black when you're trying to reboot it with. Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. I don't know how you do that, but they figured it out. So that made my list too as a disappointment because I feel like as much charisma as uh, Hemsworth has, he came off such as unlikable frat boy that I was like, this is not fun. Yeah, they, they did not lean into the strongest aspects of those actors' abilities. No. And the next one, uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix... Because even though I didn't have high hopes for it, it was even way <laughs> freaking worse. Um, See, I, I, it didn't make any of my lists, but I will disagree. I thought it was actually better than I expected, but I went in with the lowest of expectations for that movie. So maybe yeah. that's why it's a little bit I, I would me. I would agree with Brian on that. I expected a two and I got a four. I yeah. think I expected at least, like I expected like a middle of the road five at least to oh. not be ter- and I got like a one. Yeah, see, you guys, you you were, you were expecting way too much. If you were expecting a five out of I will, I will say, I, I was thinking they couldn't f up that badly, so at the minimum they would just make something point. mediocre. I will say at least it it started to get one thing right. I just wanted more of it. Was I felt like they started getting the relationship between Gene and Scott better? Yes, like. Cyclops actually had shit to do in this movie, for which once. was the first for any of the other movies. Yeah. I could I could not stand the actor that played Cyclops. He fucking pissed me off every time he talked. I was like, shut up. <laughs> I will agree. He's did you not see Ready Player I... One? Is that the same dude? Andy, is that, did you see is that the same yeah. dude? Yeah. Yeah, well yeah. he fucking sucked in Dark <laughs> I agree. I, I actually don't like him as and Cyclops, I, but they started getting a relationship I, right. I agree with Brian on that. And I and I love the Ready Player One, but no, that no. <laughs> I agree. I didn't realize I struck such a chord with Andy. Cyclops is a like a big fucking X Men character, man. That's, yeah, like he's like, the leader. Since he's the fucking leader of issue the group. One. Yeah, I still don't think they've got him right completely. No. But compared to what the the shit they had him do in the last couple of movies, I actually thought he had some meat. Oh, in this. Movie. Yeah, like he does more. But I don't know. I, I tend to agree with Andy. I don't know that that was a good thing, but they did start to get the relationship better. I don't know. It, I'm back and forth on that, but I, I I don't know. It it. I think we're missing the important point that of the 
small population of movies Andy was able to see, he unfortunately had to <laughs> make Dark Phoenix one of them. <laughs> That's a fair well, point. Well, he said he had one disappointment, right? He's not going to make that, <laughs> that <next. Spoiler laughs> alert. Uh, if, it's my, if it's my turn, Dark Phoenix is my disappointment. There you go. <laughs> but I will, I will say there was one thing I really, really fucking loved about this movie. Okay. And that was about when, X-Men? yes, and that's when Nightcrawler does some shit. Yeah, that's yes. true. Oh, uh, yeah. Like just, he gets a little nasty. He gets real fucking nasty, and I was like, yeah, fucking go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that makes Mark's like, I'd say the third time in my life I've seen them do Nightcrawler real justice in twice in a movie and once in Marvel Ultimate Alliance uh, when he's storming Doom Castle in that oh, cutscene cut is so fucking good and this had that feel to it so I will agree there uh, um, my, real quick my last uh, disappointment was my number five on my anticipation list Glass that's a fair disappointment oh. Glass I knew from the first time I saw it this year was gonna make this list <laughs> I agree. I cannot believe he effed up something so simple and made something so. I want to say, say it. Just... Say the word. No, I, I'm trying to. <laughs> it. It's like it was not hard to do something way freaking better. I I I don't. I know that sounds shitty and and what to, what to say, but it's like I. It's like barely anything was done. I, I don't I I don't I don't know. I, I, I'd I have to spoil a lot for for to justify it, but yeah. it just yeah, like when I watched how the ending played out, I'm like, wait, we're in the third act and this is the third act and this is what's happening and that's what you're ch- are you shitting me? I, yeah. I, I don't know how you did that, but I I it, I had such high hopes for glass because split was on my anticipation. Split was at least like I don't know, between maybe like five and seven on my favorites of twenty seventeen. I, it, yeah, no more for glass. Leave I'll just it get to mad. M Night Shyamalan to start a series, make it look great, and then come back with a "What the fuck? Why'd they do that?" Yeah, so I feel like that's he's my done piece. that many times for me. But I'll move. Go ahead, Andy. Um, you have do you have one honorable mention and one surprise, Andy? My honorable mention is uh, Alita: Battle Angel. I know it had its flaws, but I enjoyed most of that movie. Um, good that. call. Uh, the flaws being why the fuck was the boyfriend even there? But um, <laughs> I agree. <that's>, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, contrary to everyone else's opinion, I, I was actually surprised by Men in Black International because I expected it to be a one, and we got <laughs> like a four or five. <laughs> so I thought it was I thought it was enjoyable. I went into it going, "Oh God, not again!" But no, I just see now that I, makes me want to see it because I was fully expecting a one, and I didn't bother to see it because of no, that. Well, there you go. I, so I enjoyed maybe, it. So maybe it will surprise me too. If you if you if you take it lightly, as you probably should, uh, black. <laughs> yeah, it, you probably will be like, huh? Maybe that didn't. I mean, it's it's not any of the other three Men in Blacks because they're all way better. Even number two, yeah. which is. Number two. Number two. Two. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's not anywhere close to the original three. So, but 
I think it the story of, of International is, is good. I like where the story went. Yes. The characters, I don't give a shit about, and that's a problem. That was the problem with Kong Skull Island. It's the same thing. Yeah. The characters, if you don't yeah. care about them, what the hell's the point of the story? Uh, all right, Mike, we'll swing around to you. Honorable mentions, surprises, disappointments. Uh, we talked about De- Detective Pikachu making my honorable mentions already. Um, the other two I have, uh, one is Six Underground uh, from Michael Bay on Netflix, starring Ryan Reynolds. This was actually a lot of fucking fun. Okay. Um, and, you know, start to finish, the action was good. The pacing was good. I was I'd, like, I watched it, and if Ryan Reynolds wasn't in it, I probably would not have put this on to be completely honest, but Ryan Reynolds being in it gets me to watch. It got me to watch, and I was actually really contemplating whether this was going to make the top ten or not. Obviously, because it's on the honorable mentions. Um, It was written by the Deadpool and Zombieland guys, right? As far as I know, yeah. I think you're right. I think it was Reese and Wetworth, or what the hell's their name? Reese and Miller. Yeah. 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 And, uh, Definitely worth a watch, guys. It's out there on Netflix. Everybody has Netflix these days, just about. So <laughs> check out Six Underground. And it is a it's, Netflix uh, original, so just so you yeah. think like you won't get it other places. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to see this anywhere but Netflix. But it is pretty damn good. Uh, much like it would fit my surprises, but I, I wouldn't call it a surprise because Ryan Reynolds. I expected it to be fun, and it was. Um, the other one I have on honorable mentions is Midsummer. Um, Midsummer is a very creepy, disturbing uh, horror film that is very, I, I guess, like cerebral, more in its tone. And it is like, it's fucked up. Like, in the end, that's the best way I could put that movie is, it's fucked up. <laughs> um, But I thought it was really well done. So, like, there's those levels of fucked up where, like, um, what was that movie that got so much, like good reviews last year that was really fucked up the horror movie in 2019 <laughs> yeah yeah the one uh, with uh 2019 or 2018 2018 you... not not this past year the, like the, the previous year the, the, the same creator hereditary yes hereditary that's okay. it um i like this a lot more than i liked hereditary personally i know hereditary got a lot of people loving it and everything but Man, if you're into that type of horror, definitely do not miss Midsummer. Um, not everybody's into that kind of thing, though. Um, so I'll end on a good note. So I'm going to disappointments and then surprises. Um, <laughs> so disappointments for me, obviously The Lion King. Um, that is the number one disappointment for me this year. Good Lord, you could have done so much better than that. You could have taken it in so many fun ways and you just didn't do it. And then you took the best part of the original and you just shit on it. So no thank you. <laughs> um, another disappointment for me was review in a nutshell. Yep. Uh, another disappointment for me was Brightburn. Uh, mm. I wanted this to be so much better than it was. Okay, I feel like this could have done some more, so much more than what it did. And I was just—I don't know—I came out of the theater feeling like, meh, whatever. And um, I was hoping to come out of the theater being like, holy shit, that was insane. And I didn't get that. So before you move on, I just this was a fun story that I can't remember if I told on the podcast <laughs> or not. I'm at the movie theater. I forget what I was going to see. There's a husband and wife 
this is a, it's definitely a Pittsburgh story. Husband and wife looking at movies and stuff, and the, the wife asks the husband, Brightburn, what the hell is that? The husband goes, oh, it's the story of Superman, but he's a jagoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Superman, but he's a jagoff. That That is, wow. Wow. I was like, well, you're not wrong. It's, it's pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah, I, I guess that is a pretty good uh, way to put it. Um, yeah, it just did not hit the notes that I wanted it to hit in a lot of different ways. It was decent, but I wanted it to be amazing, and it wasn't. I think I held it on too high a loft. Um, yeah. The other disappointment for me is Hellboy. God, that was awful. David Harbour playing Hellboy. I was wondering Hellboy. if actually anyone watched that movie. I did. <laughs> and it, like to me, like the idea of David Harbour playing Hellboy was enough to get me in. Because David Harbour's fucking awesome. And he works for the attitude for everything for Hellboy for me. But man, that was a bad movie. Um, I, I can't get any other way around that. It, it was just <laughs> bad. Um, so I'll move on to surprises. Um, Detective Pikachu we already said uh, the, I only have one other surprise but I do want to mention one movie I didn't see that hasn't been mentioned after that but uh, the one surprise I have left is Child's Play here's a movie I totally expected to suck and Child's Play was actually pretty damn good um, a lot better than I expected it to be You I mean not good enough to make my top 10 list or anything but I expected that to be just an awful reboot but let me tell you something. Mark Hamill is perfectly creepy as Chucky. Um, and it works. That. Like, the turn they put on it for me worked. They turned, like, the whole, like, voodoo thing from the original on its head, and it works. I, so, I'll, I'll give you that, yes. Um, I I really enjoyed what they did with it. Um, so the didn't see it list that I had, we mentioned them before. I didn't mention Rocket Man either. But uh, the big one I didn't see that I think really had the potential to make the list, because it's from Taika Waititi. And that's Jojo Rabbit. Um, I did not get to the theater to see Jojo yet. And uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like I'm going to get to because it's probably out of theaters by now. No, I think I it's s- back in theaters. Yeah, I just saw a commercial oh, back today in? that said yeah. they're putting it back for the award season. Well, then I mm-hmm. will be getting my butt back there because I was sick like twice for almost the whole damn like November and December. So I didn't get to go. So uh, I am glad to see it back in theaters and I will get out to see it Um Tyke is amazing, so I am looking forward to checking that out uh, for sure. Cool. Uh, I'll try to hit the ones we haven't mentioned. Honorable mentions. Um, we talked about most. I had Frozen 2, Shazam, Toy Story 4 in my honorables. I had one in there just in case nobody else touched on it. was The Report from Amazon oh. with oh, yeah. uh, Paula's guy, Adam Driver. Um, oh, I like that he's my guy. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> He's uh, the, or, he's really good in the movie. I, I haven't seen anything he's not great in. Um, the movie's a little bit heavy. It goes through the torture after nine eleven of prisoners and stuff like that. Um, the, I just thought it was very well written. It's a, it's a very, I I I like the thrillers like that where it's just you hang on the dialogue and what they're saying to each other and how it, how it all plays out and works and, um, it's it's a movie that plays a lot into like uh these are the facts, and this is why you're wrong and. I appreciate just from internet culture even now. I I appreciate movies like that a lot because no one researches shit anymore. They just want to read a headline somewhere and say this is what I heard. Well, you're wrong. So do your fucking research. <laughs> this is what I saw in the um, section. Yeah, yeah. 
so yeah, check it out if you're curious. I thought it was good. Uh, surprises. I'm with Josh. Terminator Dark Fate. I thought surprised the crap out of me. I did not expect that to be good, and it was. Um, obviously, Stuber surprised me, so that made my top ten. That's in there. Um, another one that I heard was good, but I checked it out anyway. It was still came out pleasantly surprised. Was Booksmart. I thought Booksmart was really really good. Uh, disappointments. I think Josh touched on the other ones I had, which was Glass, Men in Black. And I threw Rise of Skywalker in there just from expectation standpoint. I just expected something very, very high for me, and I just left feeling not there. So it hit a disappointment list for me. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else I need. Yeah, Gla- Glass was another one I felt like coming off of Split and Unbreakable 2 was just such... I had high expectations for that, and it fell apart. Like Josh said, fell apart in the third act. It's conf- I've only seen it once. I kind of want to see if I feel the same way watching it again. But yeah, that first viewing did not make me want to rush back and try again. And I've it just kind of soured me I, from it. Second viewing, I just turned it off halfway through. To be completely honest, like I got bored. I was like, I'm not Fair doing enough. this again. I tried. Yeah. I gave it another shot because of the other movies, but it didn't work. And Bri- Brian, I I forget. Refresh my memory. Was that one last year that like you had not even watched Split? until like about a year ago like just before glass came out yeah yeah i i think i you had been talked about split and i still was on the fence and then i think i had heard rumblings of it tying into unbreakable and it's like well okay now i gotta check it out and i think you found it used for me somewhere yes yes. um and i still put it on the shelf and hadn't watched it and then when uh i heard glass was coming as sort of like the third in a trilogy for unbreakable and split i was like okay well now i gotta watch split and see what's going on so i finally gave it a shot and i did actually like it more than I expected, which is even that movie is not really in my wheelhouse, mm-hmm. but I still did like it. And had I not known about the unbreakable tie in the, the end of that movie would blow my fucking mind. Um, it, that, it did so, yeah, that I for think, a lot of people that didn't know going in that it was tied to unbreakable. Right. And that's what got it. Yeah. That, like traction was like, wait a second. Yeah. So coming off of those two unbreakable i think holds up really well especially now compared to superhero culture and stuff we're into now i think unbreakable is plays a lot better now than it did when it was released uh and split was a surprise coming off those two i thought glass was really gonna do something for me and kind of just fell flat so i don't know um all right i think that's where we're gonna leave it right we've gone through everything i think so all right, uh, that's it for us. If you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Give us a share on social media. Uh, you can follow, subscribe, keep up with the show. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google. We're hosted on Anchor. Um, as always, you can find us on Facebook. You can search Bry Guy and his Super Friends. Go to facebook.com slash Friends to find our page. You can leave us questions, comments, topics, suggestions. If you just want to chat with us, that's a good place to do it. Uh, you can email us, bryguysuperfriends at gmail.com. Try it. I won't see it. It's fine. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Uh, you can tweet us on Twitter at BGSuperfriends. Those we'll see. We'll, we can converse there also. And on behalf of my guests, Paula, Andy, Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.